0: Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks
1: and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Dave, we're talking about Ghost in the Shell. They cast who in the shell? Turtle power. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction.
0: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is.
1: Abraham. Thank you.
0: <laughs> out, out Now is a film <laughs> podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back into other film-movie
1: topics. This is episode 280, 280. 280? Oh my gosh. I mean, like, if we are ty- I mean, this is crazy. We could be traveling back to the future.
0: That's it's great vamping, um, and yeah, <laughs> this, this week's this week's feature we're talking for episode 280, which Abe is very enthusiastic about, is very. Ghost in the <laughs> Shell, the live action adaptation of the popular 1989 manga and the 1995 animated feature. That's mm-hmm. you know an anime. And for episode 280, which Abe is very enthusiastic about, we have joining us <laughs> from the Psych Show. He's been fitted with enhanced elbows. It's Ali Matu. That's right. I got um, uh, I got the elbow implants. I couldn't
2: quite afford the eye implants, so.
1: <laughs> can you Just lick the... your elbow now?
2: I can, and my elbow can oh. lick me. Yeah, that's the enhancement. <laughs> yeah, your elbow can lick you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ali, welcome back to the podcast. So good to be back, Aaron and Abe. Um, I'm kind of excited to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, there's, be. there's a lot yeah, of there's a, a lot to yeah. talk about. there's a lot of territory. A to lot, cover. There is a lot. Talk about,
0: there's a lot of yeah. territory to cover. I should note right now yeah. that Ghost in the Shell did not do very well with the box office this weekend, guys. This yeah. movie, which cost 110 million dollars, made a whopping 19 million dollars in its first three days of opening, opening behind mm-hmm. The Boss Baby with 49 million and Beauty, and the, the the Beast, and, Beauty and the Beast. Of 40... I'm not surprised.
1: I, I was shocked by 49 million for boss baby so it's a it,
0: it's a big dreamworks animated movie they open well dreamworks
1: and a lot of a lot of children probably want to go see it with their parents but still it's just like 49 million for a movie that didn't get great reviews but still you know because
0: that stopped animated movies from the, in the past from getting yeah, high
1: that's box a good off. point but yeah still just 49 million really blew my mind and yeah. also still beauty and the beast still killing it oh like beauty the the beast is killing it yeah well like you got like, that
2: dreamwork face in it I mean anytime you put that dream work face on it you're gonna get 49
0: million well it I mean the, for for me the ads <laughs> were everywhere I'm not kidding like they, they were they, they were yeah. everywhere they, like they, sat, they mean, saturated they
1: the in the beast. they yeah. they re, they made like the 10 second short before Beauty and the beast yeah
0: they 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 uh, they certainly made it aware that people were... and you know Alec Baldwin's in a pretty popular place right now as far as his That's right his well known <laughs> to, to audiences and he's he's I mean he's, it's a prequel to Current Affairs so I mean it all worked out I think
1: oh I thought it was a prequel to <laughs> what's that movie that he's in where Glenn uh, Gary was... Glenn Ross yeah Glenn Gary Glenn well
0: Ross. this is no this is the dark this is the darkest timeline our reality Glengarry Gary Glenn Ross is at <laughs> least like some better version but uh, here we are <laughs> President Biden in my... office yeah uh, President <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's it goes to the show Meanwhile, uh, regardless of what caused this, probably a mix of I don't know what this is and it doesn't look very exciting. It did not make very much money in the opening weekend, so there you go. But yeah, that's uh, we're gonna get to that later. For now, let's go over some uh, let's go some show notes quickly here. A uh, lot of <laughs> lot of quick announcements. Uh, first up, happy birthday to a friend of the show, Philip Price.
1: Who, happy uh, birthday! Yeah,
0: pa- past and future guest. He hosts the show Initial Reaction, which you can find on YouTube. Happy birthday, uh, friend of the show, Scott Mendelson. Scott, yeah, yeah. happy Happy birthday. birthday. Frequent guest on many of the commentaries, as well as our, you know, the regular show quite often. Congratulations to Zaki Hassan. he had he, he added a fifth child to his uh, collection for <laughs> that he's forming congratulations his his family <laughs> his franchise is really building uh, it's really yeah uh, congratulations really there.
1: Zaki. that was great news
0: and I believe if I'm not mistaken so congratulations might be going over to uh, Ali uh, he, I think you're adding a little something to the to the flock over there
2: I'm um, I'm collecting uh, my first my first piece of to my child collection. <laughs> will be arriving this July.
0: Well, mazel yes.
1: tov. You're going to build a menagerie?
2: <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> um, I don't know. It still surprises me. I've somehow successfully managed to, uh, to reproduce. That's pretty
1: cool. Congratulations. Yes. I mean, yeah. Thank you. I hear that children bring a lot of joy. I, I hear that. <laughs> check, <laughs>
2: check back. You later know, this well, yeah,
1: when, you, when your wife does give birth, you know, have the baby on the show. We'll, we're happy to uh, plug anything the baby has to plug. Well, geez, if that's, that's right. sexist. You're just assuming the wife is pregnant? Is this yeah. a
0: secret situation? being <laughs> junior? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my junior joke. Okay. <laughs> we can fast that uh, one thanks Arnold all right uh what else what else do we, we announce here uh let's see episode three hundred is coming We are in fact 20 episodes away from episode three hundred so we will uh yeah we will slowly spring towards it We will see what wow. happens when that happens but yeah, we're getting there. It's amazing yeah well thanks. Uh, how far are you in the old the old psych show Where's that? Um, oh, nowhere
2: near 300. Yeah, we got wow. that on you, Ali. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like 65, but really quality 65 episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, people should be well, You can plug that later. Let's just let's, let's not okay. get ahead of ourselves here. Okay. <laughs> let's hold back Fair. on that one. Okay. iTunes reviews ratings, by the way. You can uh, log into iTunes, search for out now with they're in you can find our show. You can give us a star rating. That'd be cool. You can write us
1: a little review. That'd be even cooler. It would be very cool. I don't know if we've had one in a while. Yeah, but, we can uh, use a new one. It'd be nice to get some, get some yeah, more iTunes reviews yeah. on you. Uh, we always start reading those, and we read yeah. them on the air, actually. You read them on
0: the air? Yeah, I mean, yeah all kinds of stuff. I'll also say this. In a couple of weeks' time, the Newport Beach Film Festival begins on April 20th, in fact. Um, so anyone in the uh, SoCal area or anyone that just really wants to come to Newport Beach, why wouldn't you? It's nice right now. Are you, are hmm. you going to be there? Hmm. I'll be there, yes. and uh, by, So you uh, make
1: guest appearances for Out Now with their name, and you'll be signing stuff? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Yes. are you gonna sign
0: episodes of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of true. course. Yeah, Abe's gonna Abe's gonna print out those shirts himself and uh, send <laughs> no, them down to me. Well, <laughs> and of course, I'll, uh, I'll be I happy to, to provide that you're
1: them. People was like iPhones and, yeah. and Samsung Galaxy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, right? but Abe, I mean, you just promised that you'd sign shirts that you made yourself, so I mean, can't lose is... now, right? <laughs> I'm gonna put one on Facebook. <laughs> not like, it's not like we're in some kind of hole that we can't dig ourselves out of or anything. So. But yeah, uh, that's it. That that's gonna be a lot of fun. I uh I, I know a certain someone, uh, my lovely girlfriend Anna Bosch, who is uh you know the director of interns volunteers. Um, she's also programming, and so she'll be having her own uh, number of short film presentations at the film festival. But yeah, there'll be plenty of plenty of films to see. And if anyone that wants to venture down this way, and uh, you can get tickets now online at NewportBeachFilmFest.com. So uh, just throwing that one out there as well. Um, let's see let's move on now guys let's get to let's get to know everybody reach we, we ask each other a question or two try to set the tone for the podcast we better get to know nope. everybody Nobody. that was good hey
1: we even got an interaction from uh, ali there yeah. boom hey,
0: I, I always interact it's i think, ready i feel like if we had a song which we might eventually that that was a good like key into us eventually harmonizing i'd like to think that that's where we can go with that one <laughs> but, uh, we'll get there bum, bum, baby <laughs>
1: on board.
0: nope no harmonizing there. They had their song, Abe. We'll get our song. They did. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Okay. If you were in a world where there were giant ads around you, what kind mm. of what kind of ad would you want to see projected to you at like 100 feet in the air? Jaws 19. Jaws 19. <laughs> okay. That's a good answer. Yep. I like that. <laughs> uh, Sour Patch Kids.
1: Hey. All right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because they now also come in tropical, so.
1: That'd be... <laughs> <laughs> that's the best reason yeah wait is that a 4d ad ollie i mean is it gonna like drop yeah. like sugar and onion or and sour <laughs> that sounds
0: terrible yeah. like sugar's raining down at you from the sky yeah, I'd Be like, oh, this what's is- in my eye it's, sour. it's like sour <laughs> no that's
2: that's exactly what it'll be and it'll be awesome and you'll
1: want more <laughs> you're gonna want more yeah that's uh that's the tagline right there for that candy <laughs>
0: Mine would be probably giant ads for how to get your ad here. I think, dude, that'd just
1: be fun. That'll work right there. <laughs> <Get your ad. laughs> what's, the, what, what's the phone number they'd call? Would it be like some five 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 number? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I've got a question for you guys. Uh huh. Growing up, did you guys uh, watch any other anime short or full length movies? And what was your favorite? Um,
0: the only, because I didn't get into more into anime until I was more around high school and college age, but I'd say the, the anime that I grew up to, in, with was, like, the Studio Ghibli stuff. And not much of it, but I I'd never, like, I, I, haven't, I didn't see Totoro till way later, but, like, uh, what was it called? Uh, Little Nemo's Adventures in Slumberland. That's the one that I watched uh-huh. when I was uh-huh. a child. Cool. Which I didn't even that realize was, was like... An- that was I, you were supposed to? Yeah, and, I, and it wasn't even like... I didn't realize it was like anime. Early, you know, in my mind at that time, I wasn't like, hey, I'm going to watch this anime. It's more like, yeah. hey, this is a movie that I have on VHS. I might as well watch yeah. it. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. It's Speed yeah, Racer. I, I had Speed Racer, my bad. I had Speed Racer VHS tapes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Also Speed Racer,
2: yeah. Ha-ha. Ooh, Speed Racer might... I might have seen that before the other ones I was going to say, but uh, mm-hmm. Robotech...
3: Um, Ooh, oh, nice.
2: I saw and then uh, the first feature length uh, anime film I saw was Akira. I think I watched nice. it on sci-fi before sci-fi was Sifi and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and loved it. But yeah, I also didn't know that this was like Japanese animation. I, I just thought it was just like this other style and I thought it was cool.
1: The, uh... Yeah, I always find it curious because um, I had an uh, an older brother who went off to college, and he would come back and we watched all this anime. So I was exposed to anime really early on as a child, and I'm always surprised when some people are like, oh, I've never, like, I didn't get into it until much later, like, later than Aaron did, like, past college or age kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, man, you're missing out on so many good things yeah. uh, that are there. I mean, the first one that I ever, uh, the first series I ever got exposed to was Ramma, and I still love it. And yeah, one of the first movies I saw was Akira, and I was like, yeah. like eight when I saw it, and I was like, this is, I'm so scared of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see Akira until like way
0: later, like till like after college, I think. I so still like when I finally like watched Akira. I think the, I think I used to be confused by Aeon Flux because it was such a different look. So okay. I'm like, well, this oh, is what yeah. anime is, right? Because it's not yeah. like it's, but but just the kind it of it is the, a different look. But though. yeah, the nature of that yeah. animation style, it's just so like, it's so beyond what I was used to seeing as far as you know, like Nicktoons and Disney and what right. have you so it's like or, or yeah
1: your saturday morning cartoon exactly
0: stuff. so it's like this is this is this is anime right that was kind of my thought before i you know kind of re- realized what you know it was it's just you know like the, the mtv's liquid animation or whatever uh um, yeah like it's just kind of off it, it's like adult swim before adult swim essentially um yeah. but the i the first um the first full-length anime film i saw besides little nemo as i just mentioned um was cowboy be about the movie. Um, Oh nice! And I and I had not heard of the show Cowboy Bebop at the time, so I was just like, "Oh really?" So so walking into it because I was with. um of my friends from high school, and they were like, they were really excited about it. They had clearly seen Cowboy Bebop and what have you. I was just like, they're just telling me it's like, there's this movie about these space bounty hunters, and it's in theaters now because it's like the first time it came to theaters in America. So I'm like, that yes, yeah, space bounty hunters in an anime, sure. Why would I not want to see this since so I watched it? I was like, well, that was really cool. I liked all that jazz on that soundtrack. I said, and,
1: um, <laughs> and they start. That's, the, that's a quote for the DVD box. <laughs> I liked all that
0: jazz music they had in there. Uh, but they, but then they like after the screening my friends were talking about like you know it's like well that was so because cool, they hadn't they had seen the movie before so they're talking about like that in relation to like the series and i'm puzzled like wait there's more of this and i was then informed it's like yeah there's like 26 episodes of this great anime series called cowboy bebop okay. and so i eventually found it watched it all and it was like this is amazing i want more of this please and have since moved on to find samurai shampoo which is by the same uh watanabe same director yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. the and of course uh, so kids kids on low. a slope which we which I only discovered yeah, because we, you told which me we about. We also love on this year. and um, then then this was also around the time when you know the Matrix was happening, so they had the Animatrix, yep. so that opened me up yep. to a whole level of things as far as different animation
1: styles and as far as anime and the different directors yeah. and what have you. So
2: Did, were either of you guys into Street Fighter?
1: I was. Yeah, I love yes. Street Fighter the game, and then I also love the anime. Um, like 1996 five like anime yeah. i can't remember what it was i i
0: great- I, I only ever seen the Jean claude van Damme movie i've never heard of street fighter <laughs> outside of that context <laughs> that is a lie it's not true but still
3: <laughs>
2: are is you telling anime? me that there's anime
0: involved in this <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the anime is wonderful, and and that yeah. was one of the first ones that I I saw as well. Um, Actually, and yeah, it, it did create some funny feelings with with the Chun Li nudity, but um, <laughs> like I, I was very puzzled by that. Like this is a cartoon; there isn't supposed to be nudity, but um, uh, it, it was uh, fantastic and just just being opened up to what the type of stories that could be told in an animated way, and contrasting that with yeah, Nick t- or Disney. These, like after school cartoons was right. like my little brain couldn't really under- understand that back then thinking about yeah, this I mean, now
0: I, I actually street fighter 2 the movie was actually another ed- early anime i saw coming to think think now, now that i'm considering this yeah that, that was another yeah. one because that, that, that came out around the same time that the 95 movie came out yep, and i saw right, yeah. and i was like because I, because I, you know, played Street Fighter the arcades would have you, and I was like, well, that was a movie I saw that certainly had characters whose names were familiar. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it was a jolt of uh, differentness. But uh, and that then like...
1: like, how uh, you learned the origin of uh, uh, Sagat's uh, scar on his chest, and I was like, oh, that's how we got that scar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's how yeah. West. Uh, Sto- great, uh, that's uh, a, that's uh, how that's how fifty-year-old West Studi, not not from Thailand, got West that scar. Studi. His chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ty- yeah. West Studi. Taiwanese West Stu. The Street Fighter
2: movie was a first movie I saw that I knew was a bad movie, like as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, that or maybe it was it, it, it was Mario off? Brothers, uh, the whole the whole thing. The whole thing, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just knew this was a bad movie as I was watching it.
0: See, we're all around the same age, and I feel like at 95, because that's that, that's around that time when I started developing that kind of consciousness, because I'm like, yeah. that with Jumanji. Jumanji's one where I'm like, that was not a good movie. That's what my dad and I said after walking out of it. <laughs> uh, and I am like, I feel like I'm the one that's the most excited for this new Jumanji, because I'm like, well, it can only go up, so here we are. You're excited <laughs> for the new Jumanji. Yeah, every, and everything i've read about it like scott wrote a whole thing about what it is it's like th- uh, this sounds really cool actually what they're trying to do with yeah, yeah, yeah. so. so in conclusion Anyhow. the matrix taught me about anime and jumanji 2017 is probably gonna be pretty cool so there you go <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what that was yeah. our first anime guys <laughs> <laughs> all right with all that said that's how you play no, no everybody. everybody.
1: That was a good no everybody session. Good. Yeah, it was good. I really yeah. feel like I got to know everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I we certainly learned. feel that way too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, now now we can be Facebook friends. That's yay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, know, guys. We're not at that level yet, Ali. All right, I no, get you. I mean, all right. Twitter, we can follow
2: back on on Twitter. We can right.
0: make casual snide remarks to each other via 400, 140 characters. <laughs> that's that's what we're good for. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the status of our relationship yeah. right yep. now. We're not we're not like starting a slack group or something here, guys. Let's let's get things together. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's move on to now cookies. Yep. Each weekend out now we have one well, me movie that we talk about movies. Yep. What was that,
1: that sounded a little weird this week. I
0: accelerated as I was you're going.
1: We're going slow and fast. It was like a it was like a dribble up court and then back and then you know, it was very interesting. That's why
0: they call me popular basketball player name. You can insert <laughs> that in post. <laughs> 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 Is that good? <laughs> we got that one in there? <laughs> got it. Okay. All right. Abe, have you seen any other movies this week?
1: I haven't seen any other movies this week. Oh, just yeah. watching some Netflix in there. Like, there's some reasons why I started that, and I also started uh, a few other things. But so far, so good. I mean, like, I was just talking to somebody recently that there's a lot of content online and also just in general right now that I really need to catch up with, and I just haven't yet. So, oh. for example... Um, uh, Fargo and uh, oh, I don't know. There's a whole lot of other stuff so too. You, you've Which named one of the best
0: shows on television, so that's a good one to catch up.
1: Right? On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that—that that was our conversation during lunch. I was just like, man, like I just haven't started anything.
0: Not helping. We were talking about- not helping lately is that Netflix, like, we'll get to it in the streaming boot section of the show, but, like, they just released, like, five different things that I want to watch, like, all on Friday. I'm like, come on, Netflix, let's slow it down here. Like, it's like, you're not going anywhere. I'll get to
1: you. Which is which is something that, uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, Dr. Ali might write a, another thesis on, just, like, oh, the, yeah. the, the uh, indulgence of on-demand streaming.
2: Well, and the decision paralysis, I don't know about you guys, but one of the the most stressful things for me is when my wife and I sit down, it's like, okay, well, what do you want to watch? And it's like infinite, endless amount of possibilities, and so many are good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many Netflix stand-up comedies that I've started and haven't finished. Right, right. There's Microbiglia, Michael Che. You know, the standups. I like... know. So, yeah, I haven't watched the second part of Chappelle's. It's like it's yeah. crazy.
0: The stand-ups I can kind of handle because they're just like an hour. So, like honestly, if it's like an hour 15 i I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch you right away. Like, but like, if it's an hour, I'm like, I can do that. I can, I can, yeah. <laughs> I can wrap that one up pretty quickly. <laughs> right. It's like there's not twenty six of these, so I'm good with that. Like that's fine. Right, right, yeah. Wait, well,
1: that's, that's the best part about it. If you it's me- only a standalone.
0: If you mentioned Thirteen Reasons Why, which is also on my list because that started on Friday, would you what you think? Did you watch like the first episode?
1: I just started the first, yeah, and uh, so far so good. I mean, it's um, what's his face uh, from uh, Don't Breathe? Dylan Minnette. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I keep on thinking like there's there's a lot of guys that look like him right now. Yep, uh, including <laughs> another Dylan, which is the the Scorpion, not Scorpion King, Scorpion uh, King. Scorch <laughs> Scorch trial guy.
0: Oh, Dylan uh, O'Brien. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I and he's also uh, he's also um, he also reminds me of the guy from uh, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Logan uh, Lerman. Because yeah, they're all
0: like dark brown haired, like yeah, pale white and he guys. Also and so- me <laughs> of the
1: other guy for first of being a wallflower, who's gonna play the Flash, Ezra so. Miller.
0: Uh, who's that? Ezra Miller.
1: Yeah, Ezra Miller. Well, he's yeah, like so t- he's
0: taller and lankier. I could, I could I could I could I could separate him from the pack. Right
1: right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so far so good though, and it's uh, it's kind of intriguing, but at the same time, like it's it's kind of high school stuff. So that that kind of I didn't kind of realize that it was high school stuff.
0: I was mainly interested because the first two episodes directed by Tom McCarthy. Of Spotlight and Win Win and other other movies of fame, um, so I was like, all right, that sounds in-, like knowing nothing about it. I'm like, Tom McCarthy did a Netflix show, and I'm like, all right, I can I can bond. Well, that. it's it's like a mini series,
1: though, right? It's or a, it's, it's a it's limited a, run
0: series. It's a 13 episode season based off a book. Um, yeah. It concerns what the this girl committed suicide, and the main character played by Dylan Minnette, he's listening to cassette tapes that have her basically... Chronic- it's highly unbelievable in have, have world. Have her chronicling... Wh- well, she's a hipster. It's not that unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chronicling why she did so. Um, right. First episode, yeah, I can say I'm intrigued by it. I mean, if yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm going to stick... Given all the stuff that's out, I'm like, I don't know if I can keep watching every single one of these episodes right away, but we'll see. But you mentioned you mentioned the lead character, uh, Dylan, Dylan, the actor Dilla Minette. Uh-huh. I don't mind... Like, he's... He's he doesn't bother me as far as his acting abilities, but something right. about him because I said this with Don't Breathe, I j- just there's something about him that makes me want to punch him in the face. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> but but what I this a
1: Paul Dano situation or worse than Paul Dano? Well, situation? see, it's not a
0: Paul because with Paul Dano, I just legit don't like him. <laughs> That's my problem with Paul Dano. I don't not like this guy. It's just it just seems like I don't know what this how to explain this except for I think, saying. It just looks like he could use a punch in the face, and then I could like, just just to be humbled, and then I could be like, "All right, you got that. We can go along with our day now." Like I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how else to describe well, this if, feeling. If
1: you if you run into him in Los Angeles, you know you can tell it to him. I probably
0: would, hoping to get a laugh out of it. Also, be like, "Why is this thirty year old man talking to me?" But whatever, he's he's like twenty. you Let's move on. Let's
2: move on with this. Yeah. Ali, what have you watched lately? <laughs> You know, besides uh, Ghost in the Shell, I haven't seen anything new that's out in theaters, but I did just rewatch uh, one of my favorites that I, th- I thought it was time to revisit, which uh, is Children of Men. Alfonso Cuarón's... Um, Sadly pressing uh, its film. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing about this movie. I, um, I really enjoyed it when it came out. Um, I'm a big science fiction fan, obviously. Um, but a lot of the issues that it dives into are just, um, uh, here in America, I think they've sort of hit America in the last few years and, and definitely hit much more of, of Europe as well. So it deals with a lot of xenophobia. It deals with a lot of, um, uh, issues of refugees and, um, boy, it's, it's, it's a tough movie to watch now because it just feels so much more real. But if any, anyone is looking for sci fi to kind of help you understand what's going on in the world, uh, you should revisit Children of Men if you haven't seen it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a film that I really love, and it's one where it keeps, it's like, it's among my giant collection of movies. It's on my shelf as one, like, I could put that in at some point. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to in a while. But yeah. been, but it is one that I've been like wanting to watch just because I haven't watched it in a while. But it it's it is a a, a fantastic film and just
1: that was uh, that was like one of the first movies where I uh, started paying more attention to cinematography and, and the tracking yeah. shot. Yeah. and I was like, wow, this is a this is incredible, and uh, the way that the camera moves, it's almost like you're a person in the movie rather than being perfectly still and and letting you see things. And yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed that movie quite a bit, especially. Um, the baby
0: scene so i don't right. i don't mean this as like a way to kind of diminish its impact but it does play like a really good video game movie like as far as the how the camera follows <laughs> how, follows like a third person perspective of a character through this journey because yeah. it's yeah it's not real time but it is you know there's a lot of sequences that basically feel like you're following it along in real time and seeing yeah, it do yeah. like different objective-based goals and and um, where what, what are they called um uh like courier missions where you're you know guiding someone along and what have you like just, just like that <laughs> this is a, this is crazy taxi the
1: movie <laughs>
0: at one point it is yeah the the darkest version of crazy taxi <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
1: uh, with an unsuspecting like huge blood splatter you've selected julianne moore here we go all right um <laughs>
2: Well, and, you know, Fawcett does a similar thing in, in Gravity, and I think the tracking shots are uh, actually
0: longer in Gravity, but... There's um, a lot more offspring in uh, Bad Religion in Gravity also, so that really makes a crazy yeah. text.
2: <laughs> but it, it just, uh, the realism here is just, um, it, it's amazing. You, you, it's so incredibly tense. Um,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, it's really well done.
0: I wanted to add a couple things here um, from my out no Quickies this week. I, uh you thank you i threw it in there i threw it in there to get you um but uh i finished uh legion which had its season season finale okay. this week uh this, oh, this yeah. is the uh, dan Stevens starring fx tv show um based in the x not necessarily in the x-men universe as far as the cinematic universe but it's, it's, it involves an x-men character um and has more than enough connections to um who legion's father is and the comic wise um this show is terrific uh, I, I i can't emphasize that like especially as one that really likes fargo from the same showrunner noah Hawley, he he's done some really terrific work to make this series probably my favorite like um superhero tv show and just just a, a great like look at um Uh, mental illness as far as you know what the various x-men characters can be kind of an analogy for this one really hits that part hard and it does so by having just so many different like ways of approaching uh storytelling and this character and the many characters around him i i can't recommend it enough as far as something different to watch on tv that's well acted consistently humorous dramatic scary there's a lot of kind of horror elements in the show that i was surprised by you know for you know a show about an X man I was expecting something more the way of like come out of kind of dramatic action. This is like no, there's like legit horror elements and lots of lots of film and and uh classic references in terms of the filmmaking and it's it's just a terrific show all the way through. It's like How
1: many episodes are eight there? eight episodes. Eight. So okay. it's not even
0: that hard to get through. <laughs> like it's are they 40 minutes 50 minutes i mean without commercials they're all average probably around like 45 to 55 minutes
1: okay so it's it's an hour-long show it's an
0: hour-long show but some episodes go longer uh but still it's probably you know in real time without commercials like 55 minutes probably at most or something like that uh but yeah just uh the the, the pilot sets you up for something and then just keeps going into weird directions and i dug the whole thing um so yeah wanted to throw that one in there um i also let's see i rewatched uh, get out i saw lavana who had not oh, seen nice. it yet oh nice yeah. um probably probably my favorite film of the year so far right now uh it was it's between that and kong because i really like kong and i've seen both of those movies twice at this point <laughs> but um i think get out has so much else going on um, within it, that uh, it's probably yeah probably is edging it as the current favorite of the, of the year so far. Of course, it's only okay. it's only just now April. There's plenty of movies to go, but uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic film that's made a ton of money, and I'm very happy for Jordan Peele in that matter. So, uh, I also rewatched uh, with Anna uh, 500 Days of Summer, which I
1: have not seen quite uh, a yeah. bit. Uh,
0: but I'm seeing Mark Webb's newest film, Gifted, this week with uh, Chris Evans. Um, so I was like, why not watch the other uh, Mark Webb movies? I think his
1: name is Captain America. Let's be let's be real here. Only on Twitter, right. he's real Captain America.
0: But um, <laughs> he also goes by the First Avenger. You can use either. I, I
2: like that
0: one. I I, yeah. I call him uh, uh, Johnny Storm. That's what I call him. But, uh, no, <laughs> Storm. Ooh, He does not. Uh, <laughs> a title he's been trying to get away from. I call I call him Push McPuncher. Uh, I sure that's what his name was in Push, right? Push McPusher? <laughs> that was probably his name in that movie. I
1: that movie was a movie. Push
0: McPusher? it's uh, Yeah, surely. <laughs> uh, uh, jumper? They, he's not a jumper. Uh, no, I
1: know. But, two movies, but
0: he isn't. Like he is in the losers and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, giving him plenty of comic credits. <laughs> so so <That's> uh, right. <laughs> yeah. he's a big comic book guy. Uh, but no, Five Days of Summer, not starring Chris Evans, but starring Jiggles and uh, Zoe Deschanel. Uh, a good movie. I uh, I quite like it. I quite liked it then. I still like it quite a bit now. I I look forward to what Mark Webb does outside of the Spider Man films, which I was bigger. I was a bigger fan of than many were. But um, I I do look forward to seeing Mark Webb not kind of being hassled by everybody in the world, um, so he can make whatever movie he wants to now. So if he follows suit in the same way he did when he showed Promise of Five Hundred Days of Summer, I hope to see good things in Gifted.
3: So there. Yeah. You
2: know
0: who else is in uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer? Who? An
2: amazing soundtrack. Yeah,
0: that's true. i you were gonna say like
2: you and like some extra
0: seat or something. Like you're. <laughs> I was the dude eating the hot dog in the back. Kind of. Blurred out. Yes, you know, I
2: love that soundtrack. Yeah, so that's much. a great
0: soundtrack. I very much agree. Um, yeah. All right, that was out of cookies. Tim. All right, let's move on now, guys. Let's get to let's get to our trailer talk for this week, where we talk about what the newest movie trailers, what we thought of it, when it's coming out, what have you. And this week we have the trailer for it. The new adaptation of the highly acclaimed Stephen King epic, um, I believe it's like 1,200 pages, something like that, the, the actual book that it's based off, which is yeah. famously adapted into a 1990 TV movie, a two-parter, uh, featuring Tim Curry in the lead role as uh, Pennywise the Clown. Um, now we have the, what's presumably the first part. Um, I think it, it, it it's a depending on how successful this movie is, but this film, as the film's story goes, you know, it revolves around children who then become adults, as they do. But in terms of the story, um, the, it's kind of it's kind of set in two two halves. Um, while the... Wait, 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 kids! Become... I, I know it's That's it's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a new theory. <laughs> I like, did oh, not, okay. I don't, not, it's new, not tested yet. Yeah, right, it's, not, it's untested, but I've, I've heard things. I've heard things. It's in the ether. I'm just trying, oh to, trying to make people more aware of this <laughs> yes, one. <sir. laughs> but um, but no, the, the original novel kind of divides things up between the adults and the kids, and I believe the novel kind of has flashback elements, so it kind of goes back and forth. This is strictly set in kind of the kids' time. And as opposed to the novel, which is set in the 50s... I want to do a lot of explanation, apparently. As opposed to the novel, which is set in the 50s and then goes to the 80s, this movie is set in the 80s and then goes up to the you know modern times. And uh, so, yeah, this this first movie, and I assume the next movie called It's Back. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, ha- that has to be the title, right? It Again? Still eating.
1: It Again is a good one. It Again? <laughs> still, still, to- still eating. <laughs>
0: but yeah, this this first film is uh, focused entirely on the kids. We have a new trailer for it. I will say the director is Andres Muschietti, who directed Mama. Um, it features Bill Skarsgård. There's a lot of Skarsgårds out there, guys. This is there Bill. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård plays Pennywise in this version. Uh, there's a number of kids that I'm sure played by very promising up-and-coming youngsters, including the one that plays Mike in Stranger Things. He's one of the kids in here. Um, what else can I say? I know the film was originally going to be directed by Corey Fukunawa, who uh, directed the um, all the the first season of True Detective, among other films. Um, a few episodes
1: of True Detective. He did, no, he did
0: the full first season of True Detective. Oh, did he do all yeah, of them? He did the okay. whole, I he, thought
1: that uh, the showrunner, Nick, did a couple of them, too. No, he just wrote them. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. he dropped out. They had this director, the director of Mama, in here. And now we have the trailer for It. So with all that preamble out of the way, uh, Ali, what were your thoughts on the trailer for It? thought it was pretty effective at <laughs> doing what it's trying to do, uh,
2: which is freaked me out. Um, the, the original movie uh, is probably what I attribute to my uh, spider phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that's a spoiler for the ending of the original movie. Um, but the th- this opens up with a recreation of a very iconic scene for anyone who's seen the uh, TV adaptation. And just right from there, I was pulled into that same feeling I had watching the original. And it's got this very subdued sort of colors. It sort of has a little bit of a Stranger Things vibe, but not very fun. <laughs> Much more just just terrifying. Um, I, I thought it really worked at what it's trying to do.
0: Fun fact, the... Um, the Duffer Brothers, who directed the Stranger, wrote and created the Stranger Things uh, Netflix series, uh, they originally mm-hmm. wanted to do it, and they were turned down because they had not established themselves enough. So here they, oh wow, that's interesting. Well, they did manage wow. to create a series that heavily, you know, is heavily evocative of Stephen King films, including right. Stephen yeah. King novels, yeah, including yeah. it. Um, let's see. I should also note, the It trailer, I just find this fascinating, uh, all these facts about It, because I've been looking at it all week, but the, the trailer mm-hmm. is now currently, like, the highest it unseated, the previous highest viewed trailer for, uh, as far as YouTube hits goes, with, like, 190, in, like, the first 24 hours. It has, like, 197 million people watching. Do you know trailer. what it knocked off? Um, I believe Fate of the Furious, um, and uh, 50, Shade, Fifty Shades Dark. what's it called, Fifty Shades Darker, okay. uh, oh, those, and uh, Force Awakens are all, like, super high on that list. Uh, I believe it was... I, I did... Yeah. S-
2: I saw it all over social media. A, a lot of people uh, were sharing it, and a few people messaged it to me. Uh-huh. Um, it really, it really resonated
1: with folks. <laughs> they they're like, "Hey, check out this. This is like this, is like back in like 2004 when we were sending out those uh the videos that had the jump scares in them." <laughs> right. <laughs> check this video out, Ali. I want you to know. What, I want to know what you think. I want to hire
0: this clown for my kid's birthday. What do you think of this?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you jerk.
0: Abe, <laughs> Abe, what do you think of the trailer?
1: Yeah, I thought it was effective as well, and I um, – uh, you and I chatted about this via text, Aaron, but just that uh, – I'm not a huge fan of horror movies, so the first time that I watched the trailer for, for this 2017 It, uh, I had it on mute, and uh, yeah, the visual the visuals were enough to get me to uh, – not <laughs> scare me out of my seat, but just love- more of like, oh – these are effective visuals especially like the slideshow presentation and the way that the, the makeup doesn't like it's oil resistant makeup uh, when when Pennywise is coming out of the uh, the water there and uh, I certainly did enjoy the the look of it because it certainly looks like a 1980s uh, uh, styled film but same time uh, I, I was reading something that uh, somebody posted on one of the boards that uh, Aaron and I are in and I was like oh well I don't know I mean I don't really necessarily have any issue with uh, a director being pulled off, and then uh, not having his or her representation on the screen, um, uh, like uh, the the big what if question. Because I guess uh, Corey uh, Fukunaga, yeah, he
0: had a, his he, his the script that he had been developing for quite a while. Right. Apparently, was it focused a little bit too too character heavy? Too character, yeah. It was kind is, of it didn't hit some of the buzzwords that studios want to hear when they're talking about you know big budget horror movies. As well as there was some. More intense situations, shall we say, involving Pennywise and his relationship with the
1: kids. That I think was <laughs> right. I like un- the with <laughs> the that making them uncomfortable. <laughs> um, right, but uh, just to address that, it's like, hey, man, it, we're not going to see that version, so there's no real point in saying like this is uh going to be better or worse. Um, it come, it kind of comes down to like, hey, you know, let's wait and see it kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, with that all in mind, yeah, the trailer I agree with Ali is effective and. Um, it certainly looks like something I'm gonna sit in the back row for. I
0: I like your logic of like <laughs> I'm gonna turn the sound off because you can't get me trailer if I do that well, one. <laughs> I, I like how the music
1: like jumps <laughs> with the jump scare. You know I'm not a fan of that. So now that I know what the visuals are, when I see it with loud music, in case I go see it in a or in case it shows in front of a, a, a movie premiere, then uh, then I'll know exactly you know what happens.
0: <laughs> I like you're gonna be I like I like the idea that you're gonna be the like the dude and Get Out. You're gonna put cotton in your ears and watch. The movie and be like, you're not gonna get me with your music. I'm just gonna watch Push it and line. not hear yeah. it. <laughs> but... <laughs> how, how
1: did Chris manage to reach his ears? And aren't there cameras in that room?
0: We don't we don't know if there's cameras in that room. We know there's an intercom. That's, all we, <laughs> that's a good point. That's all we know. Um, spoilers. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not even a spoiler at all. <laughs> it's
0: not. It's very vague. Uh, but no, I like the idea that you watch a movie like on mute once and then see it again, <laughs> again and make it work that way.
1: <laughs> it actually just it, it does it does uh, uh, assuage some of the fears. Yeah.
0: I will say this about the trailer: I think it does effective for what it's doing. It is a good two-minute trailer as far as like getting you set up for what this thing is. Um, I have an issue with it. That's not the worst thing, but because I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw out another movie here at you: um, the Poltergeist remake. Um now that's not a good movie, and I didn't expect it to necessarily be a good movie, despite having Sam Rockwell and he he doesn't dance, so I mean it has that. But um <laughs> but you know, you watch Poltergeist like the original and you see the clown in the kids' room and it's like you know, it's it's scary because the movie makes it scary, but the clown on its own, it's not really a scary design of a clown, right? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like if
0: you take that out of the context of that movie, it's just like... You're you're
1: talking about the original? Yeah, the original original Poltergeist. Yeah, the original, like, it's uh, like an
0: innocent-looking clown. Yeah, and just because the movie does things to it, that makes it scarier. Uh, right. the, the remake of of Poltergeist, speaking, still, um, the clown is like it's so obviously scary, you know, like they right. they designed it so it's just so obviously sinister looking. The kind of the kind of thing calls the question why you'd buy this for a child to begin with. It's like why right. why does this exa- <laughs> right. like why would you want this for your <laughs> child? Now, to be fair to Poltergeist, which is a terrible movie, the re- the remake, um, th- there is an explanation. Like it is like it's in the attic. Like it's not the, it's not like the parents bought him that clown. But still, it's still like a, it's just such an evil looking clown to begin with. It throws me off. With this It trailer, I understand that Pennywise is supposed to be evil, so it's not like it's, you know, it's out of the question to have it look evil. But, like, there's something about how evil Pennywise looks here, which I've seen more in stills than, I, than you do in the trailer, to be fair to the trailer, that just makes me was like, well, of course he's evil. Like, look how, like, the Tim Curry version of Pennywise it's not in, he's not inherently evil looking like he's just Tim Curry in makeup.
1: It's I mean like, minus like the uh, the the teeth, yeah. Well yeah, I, but I, just I like if, yeah. if he's just yeah, if, yeah. like Tim
0: Curry walked up to you in clown makeup and you had you were in a vacuum outside of any world that existed it before it. You'd be like, "Hey, that's Tim Curry in clown makeup. <laughs> Sing me a song." <laughs> but uh... – but yeah, like,
1: be you, a great singer. But like the
0: look of this cloud's like, this thing just looks evil. All the like, of course I'm not gonna go in the sewer with that thing. Look at it, like it just looks terrible. This looks like yeah. it's gonna destroy me. Now, that's a small quibble, I guess, because the more and more I've thought about this, it and thought about the novel, which is you know a really scary novel, <laughs> and thought about like what this yeah. trailer's setting up for me, I I really want to root for this thing. I think Stephen King novels have come, you know, it's it's been hit it's been hit or miss a lot on the adaptations of his films both because sometimes yeah. the films don't do it and sometimes Stephen king's novels don't do it um so it, it's you know i want this movie to be good as far as a cool horror movie and it's gonna be r i know that. So that's given the content no, not that it requires it but given the content of this film it c- requires it for this movie um and i i, I want to see how this goes i want to see them pull off something like this where they make you know, both parts of it for one thing. So you have a successful first movie and it's good enough to where it's like, let's make that second one. And you really feel something for seeing these characters as adults now dealing with the same threat. So I want it to work out because that TV movie, while well, it ha it's effective as far as like, there's some scary stuff here. That second half kind of sucks, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but the second half of that movie is not very good. And I, th- I think there's a lot of credit being given to Pennywise, which is good because t- Tim Curry's good in that movie. But if yes. you actually sit down and watch it, The second half's really not that good. So it's like, I I hope this film kind of pulls that one off.
2: I I really like the point you're raising there, Aaron, because the original is so terrifying because he looks like any clown that you would see in your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. circus, or, you know, that kind of stuff. The way he's dressed, the makeup, it's so simple, so basic, and so everyday, and that's what makes it terrifying.
0: Yeah, and I think... Because and this is you know the the, the Stephen King novel, it's like you, you look at something like Stand by Me and this is like the the much worse dark version of Stand by Me that has supernatural yeah. Yeah, elements. Yeah. It's like there's a really good movie that can come out of it. So I just hope it doesn't go for you know the cheap way of handling horror as opposed to building some sense of dread and really giving you a reason that you I mean you'll care for you don't want kids to be killed no matter
1: what and you don't want you certainly don't want to be killed by clowns. <laughs> um, so it's like I really wait don't... a minute wait a minute you're telling me that this movie has kids being killed in it that's. This is this is too much. <laughs> it's it goes <laughs> to some dark places. But like oh. but yeah, I mean there there's a
0: there's an everyday menace like you're like you're saying like I was kind of alluding to that really I think works for what makes that for what makes the pennywise aspect of it so evocative. So I just hope that this isn't like kind of overdoing it on like if you want to see a scary clown, this is a scary clown is like no, it should really come from just the fact that it's a clown which should you know, it should you should see innocence in it, and that that innocence is turning on you. That's 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 really spooky. In addition to the things that it does, I think, I think does.
1: we as a society have already seen that clowns are not innocent. And I so, think that's what you know. oh, I yeah. think
0: that's why this. I honestly, you know, thinking about like how the trailer got viewed so many times, I think that's what it is. I think there's this weird kind yeah. of obsession with seeing the you know the the benign be turned into malevolence, and so you, you know you hear these reports about clowns stalking people or like just omin- ominously standing in forests, and it's like, well that's
1: that's just creepy. Like, I don't want to hear about yeah, that. that is creepy. <laughs> and I, and uh, I'm glad that some people actually go out there with bats mm-hmm. and, like, beat them up.
2: And, but it's – I, I will say the, um, that first poster I think you're probably talking about, that first image that was released, uh-huh. um, it, it was Pennywise in, in what looked like this strange Shakespearean costume. Yeah. Where, where it just kind of looked funny and strange.
0: Like, like, it didn't yeah. look as terrifying to me as it looked just odd. Hmm. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it's it's kind of out of place, it's out of time, and the, it's more of, like, the face that I'm kind of thinking of, just, like, the, the way the and, makeup's drawn on him that just seems so yeah, yeah. off-putting in a way that's purposely designed to be off-putting, which, again... It's not inherently bad. It's certainly for, you know, a monster that's going to eat children. Like, it's like, yeah, that's supposed that's supposed to be scary. But I think we've gotten at what I'm trying to say. I think it just did. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, I, I yeah, see what yeah. you're saying there. I just, yeah. I, I want this movie to be good because it, or it earns its horror, not because it throws things at me and tells me, scare! Like, you know, so. Yeah. And mm. I mean, the director- its from the director of Mama. And regardless of how good Corey Funawa is, and he's quite a good, accomplished director. I—I do—I did like the atmosphere of Mama. Mama's not a movie that I really enjoyed that much. But it did have—it yeah. did—it um, it, was—it was effective in terms of the the mood and the atmosphere was creating throughout that film. And yeah. the problem I had with Mama was that you saw Mama too much, and so it—I don't, you're, you're—it doesn't bother you. To, I mean, you're supposed to see Pennywise quite often, so it's not the worst thing for me to see a lot of him compared to. Something like Mama, which I don't think worked because of that reason. So, I just, I want it to be good. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Um, there you go. It opens right after Labor Day, guys. September 8th, so be there or be square, I guess. Can't wait. In 3D. I'm kidding, it's not in 3D, but... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that'd be terrifying if it was in there
0: yeah now that would be balloons flying all over the place like with the worst kind of uh, iphone text (laughs) um, (laughs) that's an apple joke i made but um, (laughs) (laughs) still not a sponsor all right guys let's let's move on to something much more horrific Uh, i'm kidding let's move on now let's get to our main film review for (laughs) ghost in the
1: shell You never talk about your past.
3: I don't remember much. Just fragments. There was an attack. You were dying. We saved you.
0: And now you save others. Everything they
3: told you was a lie. You had a family.
0: Remember that. But I... That should have been some of the trailer for Ghost in the Shell. This is a live action take on the property that first began as a 1989 manga and would become an acclaimed 1995 anime feature. The story takes place in a dystopian future where humans, cyborgs, and robots all coexist and individuals are constantly connected online to some extent. One cyborg known as The Major, played here by Scarlett Johansson, plays a role on the counter-cyber-terrorist squad. She is on a mission to track down a hacker with with a mysterious plan in mind, which in turn leads to The Major which in turn leads the major down her own mysterious path much has been said about the casting of this film as we are seeing a story of japanese origin having its main character played by a white actress at the same time director rupert saunders of snow white and the huntsman fame has taken on a separate challenge of making a new unique future world for audiences to immerse themselves into ali what is your uh, relation to the source material goes goes in the shell and uh, how did this how did this uh this film play for you
2: I've got a pretty strong relation to Ghost in the Shell. Um, I don't know if I saw this before The Matrix, but I saw it around that time. And the Wachowski siblings are famous for saying, uh, we want to make a live-action Ghost in the Shell, and obviously they made Matrix. But both of those movies, uh, or the the anime film Ghost in the Shell, and then, of course, live-action Matrix, were uh, a pretty big part of my uh, upbringing in terms of, exposure to this whole cyberpunk world of science fiction um so i've got a lot of love for that original i've I've seen it many times over the years i've seen ghost in the shell 2.0 i haven't seen much of the the tv show the standalone uh, complex yeah yeah i haven't seen seen that um but um I, i i've got a lot of love for the original um so uh, we're going to get into it, and I, I got a, I had a lot of complex feelings leading into this live adaptation. Um, I'll tease those thoughts by saying I feel very much the same way about the live-action Ghost in the Shell as I do the live-action Watchmen. I think mm. both have source material that is beloved, that was genre-defining and imitated a lot – And both had film adaptations that didn't quite work as much Um, here. I I think that it loses a lot of the the big questions of the original. Um, And there's a casting issue, which we'll dive into. But largely, I think this movie would have worked a lot better about 20 years ago. Um, I, I think given how much these ideas have been imitated and um, have have been played out in, in a lot of other media like video games. This this movie, this adaptation, doesn't add a lot to make it compelling for me.
0: Abe, are you a fan of a uh, Ghost in the Shell?
1: Yeah, I remember watching the source material way back when, and I didn't understand it at the time, and so that kind of left like a, a neutral feeling for me. So it wasn't as like impactful as something like Akira. Not to say that on upon subsequent. Recent revisits of Ghost in the Shell, I I understood more and more of it. But you know, when I watched it when I was like what like nine or something like that, like some of these concepts are just a little bit too far over my head. Um, but the the 2017 version of Ghost in the Shell, I mean, in a word, it's it's disappointing. And um, what I mean by that is like there's actually a lot to like in the movie. You know, the costumes, set designs, the hairstyle and makeup, um, and just the overall style of the movie. But like uh, you know. The script um, and the acting are just so vapid uh, from like a majority of the, the characters that it just feels stale at times, um, and that really kind of hurts it a lot. So um, I said this uh, when we were talking about the trailer review uh, a while back, that um, what made this movie cool, uh, and other Japanese anime movies that, during that time, what made it cool and spooky was that it was like this futuristic world, um, like... This Neo Tokyo kind of thing, where uh, humanity could probably be integrated with um, technology, and you know we could be either like disengaged from society, or maybe we like are we're, sl- we're slaves to like a, a giant robot overlord or something like that. But uh, similar to what Ali was saying, like sci-fi movies and action movies since the 1995 Ghost in the Shell have really taken these ideas and run with them, and or created like uh, you know much more of a of an engrossing story and much more of an engrossing like world for us to uh, to check out. Um, he mentioned like The Matrix, but also like stuff like some, same 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 years like then Johnny and demonic came out, and I know that they're not like yeah. the same in terms of. Uh, the quality, but I'm saying, like, you know, these ideas are there. Uh, But I'm not saying these movies that came out should, like, pay any sort of debt of gratitude or pay homage to Ghost in the Shell, but what I'm saying is, like, these futuristic ideas that uh, had not been yet uh, explored before, it's just, like, it's something that, like what Ali said, it doesn't really make sense for it to be made in today's era, you know, when we have uh, different things that are uh, kind of being... Uh, coming, coming into question. So, for mm-hmm. instance, like uh, uh, you know, we got we got cool stuff like like Pixar with Wall-E, where it's like people that just were on ships and were just watching things all the time which is actually happening right Well you I'll know, throw which... an example your way like
0: drones has become
1: like a huge thing in sci Sure right? yeah drones and right. then you know like the other thing I thought of like uh just in terms of genres and technologies like for the horror genre there was like a movie that not a whole lot of people saw but it, it kind of got interesting reviews was Unfriended It's like oh well how does like how does technology with uh communications how can we make some cool stuff like that So you know, or
2: Spike Jones, her. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. All with which, Scarlett Johansson. With yeah. Scarlett Johansson, right. So I mean, there's there's different things that we can that we are touching upon these days. And so for Ghost in the Shell, yeah, it was really cool at the time, and it was really neat to see these things kind of play out. But we've we've already kind of gone past that. So for the fanboys and maybe fan gals of the world, um, yeah, sure. This is this is an accurate representation of it. You know, I thought that they were true to the sets, the, the costumes, the cars, the the guns, like the look from uh, uh, the guy from Dark Knight. Um, you know, he looks exactly like the his character from the 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 uh, Oh, anime, oh but... Han's character. Yes, yeah, you're yeah, right. Chin Han's yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he looks like, like that's such a 90s look, and he's pulling it off. And they made it for us. Even like the from some of the opening sequences of these doctors in their uniforms, like that's exactly how it looks in the anime too. So you know, aside from all that stuff. Um, there's just, I agree that there's just not a whole lot that you can really say is, um, kind of mind blowing or like mind bending or kind of makes you think because we've seen it before and it's been done, but this movie, yeah, it would have been really neat to see it come out, uh, maybe like in the early aughts, but at the same time, um, you know, it gives me hope because I actually like some of the, the design of it so much that, um, perhaps other animes could follow suit, but also maybe like some reboots of, I don't know, street fighter or something like that. Uh, where you could see these things uh come to the big screen and kind of just take on their own their own life aside from like rehashing things that were very interesting back in nineteen eighty five well that's
0: some good um good thoughts on on the film so far and i agree with a lot of what you guys are saying as far as my relationship with the uh, the original uh specifically the anime the uh, the nineteen eighty five film goes um i uh i had not come to it uh until it was released at its on its uh it's it's um it's a Blu-ray release. Anniversary? Yeah, it's an anniversary right. release that came out a few, a yeah. few years back. I reviewed the, the disc for Y-split. I hadn't never seen it before. And I watched it. I was like, well, this is quite good. I, I get what it's doing because I've seen similar variations of this played out with The Matrix and what have you. But I still appreciated what it was doing quite a bit. I thought it was a really well-designed film. It's a, the the animation is, is great in it. The soundtrack's really good in it. And it, you know, it's presenting things to me that I, in terms of thematics, that I've seen since then. But I still appreciate what it's doing. I rewatched it again, both because the movie was coming out, because I got the the steelbook edition of it to review, and uh-huh. so I was like, well, that's a good reason to rewatch. That That sounds review. cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice case. Um, it has no extras on it, but you know, it's a nice case. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so if you're into the the, <laughs> the steelbook cases, that's one to get. You can go through wise <laughs> to find it. Um, but yeah, I, I I certainly appreciate the the anime specifically. I don't have. Much, I don't have any other connection outside of that. I've, I've never read the manga. I haven't watched the 2.0 uh, sequel. I haven't watched the various uh, TV uh, series uh, based around it. Um, so I just... I know this singular uh, entity. Um, so with going into that, I was like, all right, well, I do like this film. Let me see what this new film does. But I can't say that it wasn't without hesitation. And I know we'll get to the kind of the casting in a bit here. But I will say that was a big problem uh, watching it throughout. Yeah. Uh, and not just yeah. because... You know, not, not just because like the film has kind of been, you know, labeled as controversial um, for you know people complaining about what it's what it's doing as far as having started with Johansson in the lead, but because I couldn't stop thinking about it, and the film doubled down on it based off how the story goes. <laughs> like it, it yeah. and I found it novel, or I found I guess I could say that I could see why a perspective on this making this film would find what it's doing to be novel as far as how it applies to the themes. I'm being very vague because it's of, it's it's basically a a third act reveal of sorts, although you can kind of see where it's headed pretty early on. Uh, But there's a decision made to justify the choice. And from one angle, I get why, but it still seems like there's plenty of other angles that make that even more problematic. And because I was so kind of in tune with what it was trying to do fairly early on, And because, you know, you're watching... I mean, Scarlett Johansson's the lead of this movie. She's in every single scene of this movie. It's it's from her perspective. So it's like, I couldn't stop thinking about this. And the movie made me... Basically, the movie really wanted me to know that it was Scarlett Johansson in the lead. Not just, we just hired somebody to play this lead, but that we got this character, this actress to play this person. Now, in saying that, I still give this movie kind of a soft pass because it is really well made. Like I was, like I was watching, I was more impressed than I was by the trailers. So the trailers just sold me on like, all right, they certainly spent money to make Blade Runner again. And I'm in a year, <laughs> in a year, and I'm coming off of like life where I'm getting literally an alien movie this year. And I have an alien right. rip off, which I quite liked also. I'm like, I'm getting a Blade Runner movie this year. Why do I need another Blade Runner right now? <laughs> and so, <laughs> in addition, you know, and plenty of other movies have kind of taken from this, you know, the same kind of visual aesthetic. Uh, That said, watching the movie... It's really well designed. Like, that's a really cool yeah. world they made here. That I I stopped thinking about what in comedy has a Blade Runner. For one thing, it doesn't rain in this movie, so that's nice, I guess. And it's you know constant. It's not constantly dark either, so that's it already separates itself right there. Which I'm sure it was conscious because I can't imagine Rupert Sanders being like, well, time to make a sci-fi movie. Better make it look like Blade Runner because nobody's done that before. Like, I feel like he made a conscious effort to really, <laughs> really distance itself from you know that kind of aesthetic, even though it has a lot of the same kind of future tech as far as big advertisements and. What have you? Uh, there's no hover cars in this movie, sadly. Um, <laughs> but, but no, We're still running on petrol. But from a, like a production standpoint, from the in terms of like the Weta's visual effects, there's really great stuff here. Like I was really impressed yeah, yeah, by. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. costume design's great. the The look of the world feels lived in and worn. The the, the kind of the 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 score by Clint Mansell and Warren Warren Balfour. They're yeah. It's, it's, I think it's quite good. It's not as iconic in the same way as the anime is, but it's still, a, it's a good score. Like, there's just so much production value and kind of tactical assets to this film that I thought were really worthwhile. Like, if you're going to spend $110 million on a an unproven property, it slaps Scarlett Johansson on top of it to be like, well, you should see this because you have a movie star. Well, at least they spent the money because it looks like yeah. $110 million <laughs> sci-fi epic. I like, agree. So, yeah, I
1: definitely agree. I would
0: say the, as far as kind of a, in addition to the, the casting thing, the story really, like you were mentioning, Ali, it really dumbs down what we're where we've seen before. Like, it, it, in addition to yeah. in addition to playing out a story that we've seen already and handled many different ways as far as its themes, it really dumbs down what Ghost in the Shell was doing. Like, it really makes it fairly palatable as uh, for like a general audience of like what you're seeing unfold, where it just kind of devolves into discover the mysterious source evil corporation shoot shoot bang bang and that's it like there's no real there's there's attempts at depth and i'd be curious if there is a longer version of this film that kind of explores more of kind of the major's journey what have you but there's there's it seems to be holding back from going full like bonkers sci-fi to just give you sort of a let's make sure to have an action sequence every 15 minutes kind of movie Um,
2: Right, right. I mean, one of the the, big—it starts with a reveal about the character um, that I I don't think is a real big spoiler here, but it's pretty clear that— there's a human brain and a robotic body. Mm-hmm. And what's great about the original, the anime, and I, I think also the manga, is um, the central question of that whole story is the major is a character that is partially human, partially robotic, and over time has had many of her uh, body parts replaced by robotic parts. And the, mm-hmm. the question is, that at what point... Do you no longer? Are you no longer human? At what point is your ghost, your spirit, your essence no longer you? Um, and that question is never answered in in the original. Um, and mm-hmm. here, right from the get go, it's it's pretty clear. Yeah what's going on it, it so this what you're saying here aaron is it's it is sort of dumbing down I, I think it streamlines a lot of that plot to make it more palpable and in doing so it loses a lot of those big questions about right. life that the original was was really known
0: for and so it ends yeah, up I, it ends, I definitely agree with that it is i was just gonna say it ends up making it feel like every other movie that's about this topic which you've seen already right Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, the streamlinedness of it is, is it did bother me a lot too, because I mean, from the get go, they're explained to you. I think they said the the term ghost like four times in the first, like four (laughs) minutes of the movie. And it's, it's, it's very much for the audience members that need to understand what this ghost in the show. Because when I watched the original anime back in the day, I was like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about here. Like, what is this concept uh, that you're talking about? Like, what is this ghost in the show? I'm expecting like a dude in a white sheet. I'm expecting Casey (laughs) Affleck. Um, but uh, no, I mean, they, they streamline it so much that it does that's take a, away from that's such a
0: good joke. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Thank you for the delayed laugh. I appreciate it. But uh, no, I, I, I certainly feel like, yeah, they gloss over some of these big topics, but it just creates like these these morsels of characters that you've seen in other movies before. And it, it becomes boring. So I I, I said that there's. They're, the majority of the characters are are uh, boring and vapid, but I actually give credit to Scarlett Johansson. I think that she's doing a pretty good job in this movie. Um, from the way that she has to act like an android at times, like if you if you watch like her hands and how they move at at some scenes, it's like oh well, you know that's a that's a nuanced thing, um, and I think that she's giving it as much as she can. I actually do like the, the villain in this as well. Um, I think that he has the, he has one of the more relatable villain monologues um, uh, in a while. And speaking of like, you know, the pace of the movie, it's like the last thirty or forty minutes is is the is the best of the in this movie. So that's where I'm like I'm on the fence of like, is this a like I, I can't really recommend people to go and like rush out to go see this, but I do want people to see it because like what Aaron said, the the money is on the screen. Like they are not holding back on any of the visual effects, the way that the costumes look, anything like that. Like it's so true to the the nineteen ninety-five mm-hmm. anime in terms of everything. But it's just like, I guess I guess you have to dumb down the script, like two, what Ali is saying, two, and it's really a shame. Two things, well, two, it, two two things. Um,
0: real quick, I just want to not forget them. Um, the, the 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 kind of devotion to the original anime and the manga, for that matter. I mean, they, that I think that hits into what Ali was saying about Watchmen, where it's like it has yeah, yeah,
1: it yep, has so yep. much
0: indebted to what it's trying to emulate to bring bring it to live action. But I think it, you know, you get it gets lost in trying to do that so much that you kind of you 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 leave out. All the stuff that's interesting about it—that's uh, one thing. The other thing, I disagree about the. Th- I think the the third act is terrible in this movie. The the kind of the video game action at the end, the the reveal. I mean, the very problematic reveals about who is. Oh yeah, Major the reveals are, are weak, like I, but I like the action. I mean, the the action's fine. Like I and like yeah. I mean, it seems like Saint- Rupert Sanders is gonna. He's gonna become a director that's like if you give him a good script. Dot, 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 like, because Snow White had the no. same issue where it's a great looking movie, but it's really boring and bland as far as
1: characters and story. Like, it just had nothing I, I going think, on. Yeah, just just a, a brief ad, but just, uh, I, I, the reason why I like the last 30, 40 minutes is because it, it there's actually a lot of, like, shot for shot things from the 1905 anime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really cool. I was like, this looks exactly the way that it does in the anime. It, so, it looked like yeah. what I
0: want a Metal Gear Solid movie to look like, I can say that. <laughs> like, like if they if they make if Metal Gear, which is supposed to be directed by the director of Kong Skull Island, uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts, like if it if he ma- if he manages to pull out something like this, then I'll look forward to a Metal Gear Solid movie finally happening. But sure, but yeah. as far as like recreating scenes go, I really like that centerpiece in the water that that like that um yeah, that, that like, water fight that in like the middle yeah, of the movie. I yeah. thought that was a great like because that like it both it takes what the anime does. And it makes this really cool fight scene that really shows how, like, the physicality of Major, how, like, tough she is to beat down these guys... When they like right. come across her and her anger, and about Scarlett Johansson, by the way, and, the, and this cast in general, which besides Takeshi Kitano, who I love, Takeshi Kitano is such—he's yes, a, he's a, he's definitely he's, the best. He's part such a great, and he has so little to do besides like one major scene, but he's such a great, like he's such a great. Ja- I, I mean, if you <laughs> watch the watch Sonatine or watch even though was it um, the Zatoichi remake? He did. He's a he's a great actor. <laughs> um, he's he's, yeah. he's a great presence. Uh, but aside from him this is a very white movie <laughs> I've
1: been mean, watching. Like, oh, I definitely like, agree. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I, I know, I'm not saying that Scarlett Johansson is great as, like, a whitewashed character. I'm saying, like, I think that she, no, yeah. a, as the, in the role, I think she's doing as much as she can. But I agree with you that, yeah, uh, you and Ali both, I agree with you both, that a lot of what I saw on the screen did bother me, not because not because it's like, oh, well, these actors are bad, it's just more of like, this is, it, it, it's really weird when, when, a character is introduced in in the room 1912 and it's just like what is going on here like i don't i don't like right. what this well is, like know. every important
0: person is a white character i mean there's the movie really wants yeah. to show you diversity because it has all these other characters around them there's black people there's hispanic people there's asian people like they're all over the place but only the, the characters with lines are white. like major Batu, julia doctor character michael pitt's villain character um, what's his name? Even Michael Wincott in the beginning, like it's just like everyone that has something that's important to say is a white character in this very well, Japanese Hong Kong
2: inspired world. It's very so. This is clearly uh, some world in, in Asia uh, that, that that's pretty much clear. And I, I was keeping count as I was watching the movie, with the exception of a character towards the end of the film. The only asian female characters are the geishas who are faceless in the film there are there are asian males there's a number of asian males but they're uh, asian women are invisible in this world and that's problematic um but there's i have such mixed feelings about this so uh not about that i I don't have any mixed feelings about that that is an entirely bad thing but um you know, Abe, you're you're talking about uh, Scarlett Johansson's performance, and I, I think there's a lot of things she's doing very subtly that that are great. The character had this interesting gait; her walk, yeah, was uh, almost like you could feel the weight of her metallic body. Like it, it was a very different presence than any other character, and I thought that that was great. But then I, I thought about Scarlett Johansson in uh, Under the Skin, very
0: similar role. And <laughs>
2: Very similar role, and I think she was able to communicate much more, um, much more subtle emotions in that character. I don't know if that's that's intentional here, but it, it did feel more robotic. No mm-hmm. pun intended, or whatever. Um, that's not a pun. That's pretty straight up. But um, it, all of that sort of left me wondering: who is this movie for? You know, is it for yeah. the hardcore fans of of the manga, the anime, the series? Um, well, if it is, then why would you ever cast Scarlett Johansson in that role? Is it for more mainstream audiences? Well, if that's the case, then why would you stick so much to the visuals and these uh, iconic moments of the original that I do think, in some ways, can hold it back? Is it for you know the hardcore sci fi fan? Well, no, because this is so. Uh, you know, this is not where science fiction is now. Um, so I, I really have no idea who this movie is made for. And I guess that's clear with the that's box a, That's the bo- a really good point. with the box
0: office, it reflects it very well. Because you have this, presumably, a new IP as far as, you know, especially the way it ends, to franchise, to build this kind of, you know, series out of. And it does nothing for anybody specifically because, like, exactly like you're saying, all of those reasons. And I yeah. – I, I, I'm happy to admire what it does right because I do think it does a lot for a movie that, you know, has some significant issues that are hard to get past, the kind of obviously, you know, the hearts are in the right place. That's never gonna not be a factor in it. Regardless of how much yeah. Paramount relies on, well, we do we're we're doing this because the money. Like that's clearly, you know, at the bottom of it, if that's what it is. But as far as the people that are devoting themselves to, you know, making a movie for six months, eight months, whatever, and turning it around and, you know, another year clearly they want to do a good job at it. And that shows here as far as effort. And I can say this, I can say that about Johansson. I think she does a good job with this role. I would say she, honestly, I think she, I mean, and she does good in these kind of genre roles more than I think serious dramas, um, which is kind of humorous, but (laughs) it's like, this is easier. Um, but but I think she's done that better in both Under the Skin and Lucy, for that matter. I think there's the yeah, that's yeah. right. I think those are both roles. That, that, I mean, this completes her trilogy, I guess, as far as playing kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that
1: she was doing a trilogy. Everyone does their
0: trilogy. Abe Denzel Denzel didn't get to complete his train trilogy of Tony Scott, unfortunately. But I mean, we
1: uh, yeah, R. I. P. But
0: um, no, I I I mean this. It's it's neat to see her challenges, though, because I do think, yeah, she is doing something here to kind of give her a, a certain presence as far as being a cyborg and having a weird position in this in this in this role uh, in this new life. And it shows. And I mean, the other actors also, I think the what's his name uh, Pilot Azbiec, who plays Batu. I, th- I mean he's mm. for one thing he's the sole source of like something humorous in this movie which is very self-serious yeah, yeah, yeah. and he does a good job he he's he seems like the most like the biggest embodiment of this is how we're sticking to the original series and this character I think that he like he does his best to be like this is what this character is and I'm doing that with a little explanation for his eyes this time around uh, and Takeshi Kitano's hair I think that's <laughs> the other thing. Um, cause yeah, his hair is pretty dope. Hair, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. we don't need to do this, but we're doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but yeah, what I'm saying, I guess, is that yeah, the the effort is there, and I don't, I don't, you know, I it's not a matter of being against the the people that are starring in this; it's more of the reasoning behind it. But then it gets to the other thing, which is this movie really goes out of its way because it twists the plot around to instead of you know the in Ghost in the Shell the the anime. Major is certainly the lead character and you're following her journey, but there's other things going on involving like the government and the, the kind of the nature of this world and whatnot that aren't specifically major focused. This movie very much puts your focus on the major. And because of that, it has to twist and contort itself to make sure that you get why Scarlett Johansson is the kind of the, the look, the, you know, her, her body is the look of this body. This, this is the white body for the brain that's inside of her. And it suffers heavily because of that. Once it got, when it got yeah, to that yeah. point, I'm like, that's what we're doing? That is not, that, like, that's not a good idea. That's, that's, it's not just, you know, quote unquote whitewashing the role. That's straight up erasing any Japanese culture out of it to make, to say, I don't know what to say. This is the right way. I don't like,
1: I don't, it's yeah, so... <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the, to say either. I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of where I think we're all running into, uh, not so much a wall, but kind of like a, a hurdle. And so there's an ambiguousness as to the ending and what Aaron was saying, but with the government, but in terms of like the personal stories and whatever else, like you, you kind of dug yourself a hole there. I think it's. Yeah. I mean, it's so.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like if the movie was stronger as far as the story, it could probably justify why it has Scarlett Johansson in the lead. I think it certainly wanted right, to try to right. do that, and I'd be intrigued to see that version of the movie where it's like, okay. I see what you've done here, and you've actually tried to explain your case. I may not agree with it, but at least you would get a good effort in putting this all together. But it doesn't do that. Like, it just – it throws out it – th- it throws in, like, and this is why this happened. The end. Let's move on. Like, it's and it just – it's like, no, you didn't – like, you, you just, like – you just read me your book report without analyzing the book. Like, that's what you did to me right here. It's like, that's not – Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a good <laughs> so, If you think about
2: it in-universe in – they early on, they're telling there's this message that we we built you a better body and sort of what's implicit in that as, as you watch the movie is, well, we built you a better body and that body is white and. Um, uh, so that's that's problematic right there. But then also, this is coming on the heels of uh, recasting an Asian role in The Martian with a white actress, recasting an Asian role in Doctor Strange, a male Asian role in Doctor Strange with uh, a female white actress. So uh, you know, this is something that. Um, Aaron, you said it well. It's hard to ignore both of those things mm-hmm. when the major is so front and centered throughout the whole film. And it, it's hard to to try to evaluate the movie for for everything else. But if there was more there, then it could have worked. It could have worked because the it, yeah. it is very stunning. Visually, it's beautiful. Um, I will say, though,
0: I, well, especially, the, uh, especially I just want to add to that, cause especially because of you know, having Kuza and having major the nature of who they're, like, the experiment they're essentially involved in, there is a there's a, there is a, good way to explain that of, like, why that's evil, which actually, it kind of doubles back on the whitewash, because you're like, well, yeah, we whitewashed it, but because it's a nefarious plot over all of this, so you should be angry, yeah. you're supposed to be angry about that. Like, that's actually a cool yeah, way they- to go, and they have it right there in front of them, and they don't go into it, which is like, what did no. you do? <laughs>
2: No. And, and, and I mean, that could have given the whole name of the movie Ghost in the Shell. You you could it could get very meta and, mm-hmm. and deal with it very nicely. But it 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 really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the the visuals we're, we're talking about, how, how great they look. Um, was I the only one who got a little bit tired of that same cityscape? It felt more like a video game where, you know, you're, you're playing this free world game, um, this open world game, and you go by this. You know, you go over the bridge, you see the city, and it looks really cool. But then you have to do that over and over <laughs> again. You know?
1: Yeah. I know what you're saying. Almost, yes. I, I think right. Yeah, I think the only other scene where there's cityscape is when they're on the when they're on the water. And I was like, that's just like a shot of Hong Kong Harbor. That's not even like the same city. So, uh, I do agree that it does get it does get a little bit um, cumbersome. To, the other thing
2: here is it's coming on the heels of something like Westworld. Which uh, I think deals with a lot of similar issues—issues mm-hmm. issues of uh, human uh, robot AI interaction. Not so much like human cybernetics and, and human augmentation, but, but um, what am I? Right, right, the whole what am I question which I think Westworld does in a much more modern way and well maybe less modern but more um innovative like we haven't yes. necessarily seen that maybe since the original Westworld um and this just um just doesn't work I, I'd much rather watch more Westworld than than watch this.
1: Yeah, and it and it gets to what we were all talking about earlier of just you know these ideas have taken on in a life of their own now and they're much more explored in other works and other other avenues and so you know, what was the purpose of making this movie
0: yeah and it's, right. that's i think what it comes down that's why it's you know i i give it a soft pass just because i do i i admire any movie like this that is you know it is, for what it's doing while it's made some wrong choices it is pretty weird like it's a weird movie to put 110 million dollars behind and say go see this so it's like i could admire a studio on that level being like here you go and expecting you to want to go see it like that's a big risk they've took there they made a lot of wrong choices getting to the finished product but at the same time it's like i've there's not many supposed would-be blockbusters that are like this exactly um even if it does dumb down the plot to make it much more easy to follow for you know kind of a, a general audience not that that sounds snobby like you know in terms of it, it doesn't try <laughs> well it's I'm not a, per, it's, it, I, I know it's not going mean. out of its way to
1: challenge you in the way a real direct adaptation could um and, yeah, even now, like whenever, whenever I watch like the 1995 anime, I'm still just like, you know, I'm not really sure what to think about this. Because, again, the ending is a little bit ambiguous as to what she's going to do next. Yeah, which is which yeah. is
0: why, also, I didn't like the end of this movie. Because it's like, well, you just kind of warped it so you can make more Ghost in the Shells. And if it was better, I'd be looking forward to more Ghost in the Shells, but it's not. And so I don't. And it doesn't look like I'm going to get one either. So it's like I don't have to worry about it, I guess. But it. I hope that that makes some money back, though, because... I'm know. sure. I mean, I'm sure it'll even out because of just international value yeah. and what have you. But yeah, it's it's certainly not looking good as far as its domestic run it goes. For in a mo- right. in a month that's been super crowded and every movie's made a lot of money, this is like the one that didn't. So it's like, yeah.
2: So can I ask a practical question? Yeah, sure. Um, all right. So you know when she is, um, is she? Uh, I'll, all right, I'll be direct. <laughs> is she naked when she has those lines over her body? Is that her skin, or is she wearing like a bodysuit? Not in <laughs> terms of how it was filmed, but in terms yeah. of in film, um, what is is that a bodysuit, or is that her well, skin? Well,
0: Because she turns, I think it's both. She turns invisible with it, so I believe it's a it's a right. suit that she's wearing. That
1: well, no, I I think that it because there's parts where uh, Kuzo takes off panels of her, right, and it's just like cybernetic and whatever else underneath. Like are, so that's why i feel like her face
0: what she takes that he takes off,
1: off of her. sure but you know i i feel like it's like her suit and also her skin like they just they just meshed it into, it's like a power ranger uniform all right a okay. new power ranger I uniform. with that
2: because <laughs> in some scenes it looked like she had more lines and in others she had less mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i was looking too closely
1: it's been. an awkward. It's an, <laughs> That's, a good, that's a good It's
2: an awkward
0: looking. Like another... It's an awkward suit. Like it's it's a weird thing to right. like see in live action versus like the anime. Yeah. It kind of you, you get it. Like it's like all right. Like she has this like suit thing on or whatever. Like it. Yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, yeah. Ghost in the Shell before we move on? Um, I love
2: the. Uh, I love the return to the '80s vision of the future. Um, so the, the Blade Runner inspiration here, the, uh, the main car that they drive yeah, around yeah. in, um, I loved all of that. I love the, the look and feel of the tech. Um, uh, there was um, some really great visual references uh, that, Abe, you were talking about. Uh, one of my favorites that they stuck in there was the, the uh, person typing on the keyboard. Um, oh yeah with like a million fingers um that that was such a uh iconic part for me of the of the original it was great to see that just yeah. uh done in live action so you know I'll, I'll give them props for for some of those moments that was pretty cool the briefcases yeah, turning into guns which i think the matrix also sort of uh references in that film um
1: that was that was cool so that yeah. yeah, was exciting to see I definitely give props to the look of the movie and some of the shot shot stuff. I mean, there's even one shot where you don't really notice it, but it's just an, it's just a uh, looking up at the sky and there's a plane that flies between buildings. And that's, oh, yeah. that's exactly what it looks like in the anime. And it's just like, yeah, you guys did a terrific job adapting some of these things screen for, or shot for shot. But ultimately it's just uh, something that, um, you know, a lot of questions that are, that remain. All know. right.
0: Well, let's move on What Let's get to our, you know, our big question. When should people go and see this movie, Abe? When should people go and see Ghost in the Shell?
1: Um, I think it'd be fine for like a, a DVD rental. Ali?
0: Yeah, whenever it's on Netflix to stream it. Okay. I would say a dollar theater because I think the I look because I because well, I, I saw the sc- <laughs> oh. I managed I saw the screening in the it was a Limax but technically an IMAX 3D and how dare they and it which I was surprised by it's like oh, they am really going all out. Uh, okay. but. I mean, it does look great on a big screen. I mean, it, it. I get. I've been saying this. The money's on screen, so like, I. I would share. You know, I. I... If you get a chance to see this movie on a big screen, I'd say take it. It's not one that you need to rush out for necessarily, but I'd still right. say it. it be- I, I definitely understand it, be- that. Like I mean, it. compared to what were we talking about last week, where uh, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, because it's it's an, yeah. it's it look, it's a hundred million dollars, but it's an ugly hundred million dollars. It's like a it's a, <laughs> it's a movie where we we kind of liked, but we wouldn't necessarily say like rush and see it on the biggest screen possible.
3: Yeah, where this
0: one, I, I do agree. I think it's the exact opposite. Where I do think it's a movie that we yeah but it's still like well it does look good and so it's like that's that's what i'd recommend for that matter
1: see like when you said you were when you said when should people go see it like and you mentioned and you gave your reasoning i was like yeah exactly i kind of feel that way because i was thoroughly engaged visually even though the script wasn't there and i was like usually if that happens uh, I'm kind of checked out of a movie where if both things. Are so, are so you watch you watch wrong, you watch
0: this like you watch the It trailer. You just put your headphones on and turn like, <laughs> to whatever else while the visuals play <laughs> out. See whatever else. Is going yeah. on.
1: No, but I mean, like I was just uh, my eyeballs were taking in so much uh, and kind of like kind of doing like a side by side comparison that uh, it was fine, even though they were saying the the stupidest one line. Things in a script, Mm -hmm. so it's really a weird thing for me to to sit through. Well, Uh, I mean,
2: I I think it does look good, but I think you, anyone who's got a um, uh, forty-inch plus TV, you're going to get that experience probably at home.
0: I think Uh,
2: so. I just, I, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. So so I saw it at the Alamo Theater here in New York, and they did a screening for um, anyone who's a uh, frequent. they have a reward program, so there is is mm-hmm. screening for anyone who's a reward member program, and you can go see it early. I've done a few of these with the Alamo, and they're usually packed. Mine was uh, a quarter full. <laughs> um, there were like <laughs>
1: ten people in
2: mine. I was,
1: and I was like five minutes late, and I was like, "Ah man, I'm gonna get bad seats." And I was like, "Yeah, oh never mind, <laughs> I have really good seats." Well,
2: I <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot of people out there who don't want to support this movie given given the casting decisions and then also given how paramount the director and scarlett johansson responded to the criticism
1: how did so they respond, I know.
2: um scarlett johansson said something like i would never play a person who represents um a different race which is
0: exactly wrong but um <laughs> <laughs> given given the actual movie it's like that's you're you're lying to me now like i get you got to play the pr game <laughs> like that's fine but like get, i just saw this movie and that is not correct like what you just said so, but, um, exactly. exactly and yeah and, so, and the, uh, the rest uh, of the the yeah, rest uh, of it's been like the they got the original animator to to come out and like speak forward positively to it so it's like it's hard to buy into that stuff when it's like well paramount wants you to say these things so of course they're gonna publish this like what well, yeah all right right well, okay. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I I am curious what other people thought. I mean, for the people that went out and saw this, but people just have Me people too. just have opinions in general. We yeah. we we highlight this at the end, of course. Our email is just feel free to email us at outnetpodcast at gmail dot com. You know, be curious to hear more thoughts on Ghost in the Shell and just the the Absolutely. nature of this film and other films like it in general. All right, let's move on now, guys. Let's get to. Um... I got to move through this stuff now. Let's get to our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Why Audible? Well, Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks for your iPhone and any kind of MP3 device. Additionally, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com. Slash out now podcast. Choose a book to download for free and start listening. It's just that easy. Be a winner. And read. Or listen at audibletrial.com. Slash out us podcast. Uh, okay. Let's get into feedback. 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 This is where we go over some of the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. We asked you guys a number of questions. You guys gave us the answers. Then you, crazy enough, might have given us some questions, and then
1: we're going to answer those. (laughs)
3: Uh
1: Indeed. And first question we asked everybody, what is your favorite sci-fi or world setting? Um, Chris writes Fifth Element, and I love the look of Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets from the second trailer. I
0: should note, I want to note that, um, and I've read this in the the post, but the uh, Fifth Element, the the um, the author of the Valerian comic, the original comic from the late '60s, um, was a key. Uh, he, he helped out with the art and production design on the Fifth Element, so it's very heavily inspired by Makes Valerian. Makes me even more excited. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, Adam writes. I mean, isn't Blade Runner the only real answer to this question? Possibly. Mm. And lastly, mm-hmm. Jonathan writes Fifth Element all the way, or maybe Fallout. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's there's lots of great ones. Um, there are. My mind went to Speed Racer, um, Terminator Salvation. Exactly. Oh yeah, who would
0: want to? <laughs> who would want to live there? <laughs>
1: <Ugh>.
0: <laughs> Guys, it's another brown day today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with, with broken military equipment all over the place.
2: <laughs> uh, I was thinking um, uh, on the video game track. I was thinking Bioshock. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, we love uh, the Bowshack
0: series here on now Now. Yeah. On there. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, okay, next question here.
1: Who are some of you, who
0: are some actors you'd want to see in certain roles for live action anime films? Uh, Chris writes Ron Perlman, Salma Hayek, and Danny Trejo, old but can still kick butt, and Catherine Winnick. I was going for the fact that I could see them all playing parts in something like Cowboy Bebop. The same with Gungrave. So many characters. Someone like Trejo could fall into, though need to cast some younger blood too. All right. Philip adds um, Rinko Kikuchi and Mana Ashida playing young and old uh, Taeko for Only Yesterday, like they did with Mako and Pacific Rim.
1: All right. Actors in live-action anime films, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And, and, uh... <laughs> and, and Ryan, Ryan
0: Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. And uh, Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> the whitest people you know. <laughs> but, um <laughs> um you know it's weird. Like I, I remember when the you know they were talking about Cowboy Bebop movie and like they want to fan cast. Oh, please don't. They, they want to, but remember they want to like fan cast Keanu Reeves as Spike. And I just never got that I'm like
1: he doesn't. I never got that. Either, he's like they he, don't really seem like. It's like because
0: what? Day. Because he started a kung fu movie and like he's tall. kind of Asian. It's like, for, like and yet and no one's against that for some reason, even though he's not Asian. <laughs> but but everyone gets all over Scarlett Johansson <laughs> the second that she gets announced. It's like okay, let's be consistent. I mean,
1: I'm open to things for for people being cast uh, as as roles, but like like what we mentioned in the Ghost in the Shell review, it's just if you go along with the storyline, that kind of make it even worse. Then that doesn't really help out your cause. We well, talked about. I mean, uh, the,
0: the other way to do it is just to you know rip off the property, which always works better. Think about chronicle. Yeah, think about chronicle. I mean, we talked about Akira and Chronicle quite a bit together. With, yeah, which yeah. Uh, plays quite well.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Next question is: What science fiction film would you most want to live in? And Ricardo writes, does Jurassic Park count? Of course yeah, it does. There's a lot yeah. of sensors. Yeah.
0: that. Life finds a way. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Philip has Arrival, a world where enough people will stop fearing and hating each other long enough to listen and work together. Philip's right. Yeah. Philip, that's
0: the correct answer, Philip. <laughs> Arrival. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Jason has Tron or Guardians of the Galaxy? Also, right. Jason, you get 10 points this week. <laughs> Tron. I was specifically to Tron. Guardians is cool and all, but Tron, guys. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, a, a grid? Yeah. Light cycles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, Chris writes, "Real steel or Pacific Room, so I can kick kaiju or badass robots." All right, so, There you go.
0: what would you want to live in?
1: I like this arrival. This, this, this arrival
0: I mean, answer is quite nice. I like this one quite a bit. Uh, we,
1: do we all get future like mental telepathy powers? Well, yeah,
0: we've all we all we've all studied hep, heptology. Yeah, you got you to gotta <laughs> study the language first. All right. We've all studied heptopage language, so. Uh, <laughs> um, what else? Not Children of Men, obviously. No, nope. <laughs> yep, you don't want to live there. Not Terminator Salvation.
2: Uh, I, I, give <laughs> me Back to the Future. I want the 2015 or Biff's 16 future? from Back to the Future. Yeah, all
0: right. No, not bit No, that's, okay. B- that's Biff's present. That's not no, the future. That's dark time. That's right. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: Yeah, the, the hoverboard timeline. Hoverboard timeline. Okay. Yeah.
0: Hover, hoverboard. Time. That's what they call it. <laughs> the hoverboard <laughs> timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Next one. Favorite movie, baby. Uh, Philip writes the one that halted a conflagration in *Children of Men*. Oh, there we go. Good yeah, answer. Uh, John Hardy writes Chucky. Was he a baby though? Well, he's like he's, he's like a kid. He's a kid and just you know he's he's wearing his Oshkosh. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris writes, nope, no answer for the oh wait, I know, the baby alien busting a gut in the first film oh (laughs) man wow, well, yeah (laughs) April writes, gotta be Jack-Jack from The Incredibles
1: that's a good answer and Tyler writes, the fake one an American Sniper (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's the best answer my answer
0: is obviously baby from Baby's Day Out um, that's that, you know, the, the one that uh, <laughs> the one that causes great destruction to Joe Mantegna's balls in that movie and Joe Pants.
1: Uh, yeah, that one. Joe Pants. Yeah. A lot of Joe's I in say that the, movie. The uh,
2: the the baby eating the liquefied waste in Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: wow!
0: So the the battery baby is that what we call it? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Dura baby. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. The, the Energizer
0: Dura, baby. Yeah. It keeps going and going yeah, and going. Not a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh moving to uh, favorite alec baldwin film because uh bossy came out chris writes my god i never realized how many crap films he's been in unbelievable has to be hunting for october uh anna, or anna writes but he does the best trump impersonation so on saturday night live so he is funny and philip has the royal tenenbaums where he is one of my favorite voiceover uh, parts. I mean, we could talk about bad out, but he's in a lot of good
0: movies too. I mean, he's in yeah. he's in The Departed. Yeah. He's great, he's great in The Departed. He's hilarious in The Departed. He's great. Um, yeah. He's great in Glenn- is he Captain or is he a sergeant? I uh, he's captain, I believe. Captain. Okay. I I love him in Glengarry Glen Ross in his one scene. That's yep. amazing. Very he- very quick scene where he mysteriously pulls up like this he, thing from off screen. He he he, he actually carries brass balls with him. Like that's yeah. a thing that he does <laughs> to prove his point. Right. Um. St- Let's not forget Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yep. Yeah, he's great, Beetlejuice. Straight Don't say it, don't say it another time. Straight laced in that movie. (laughs) 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 Um I I uh what's it on uh, the David Mamet one? Uh State in Maine. He's great in State in Maine as this act, as an actor.
1: State in
0: Maine. Which, which, which stars everybody. Uh, Philip Seymour. Sounds like Hoffman. Uh, w- w- it's a great one. About this film crew that has to go to a new town because Alec Baldwin um <laughs> did, sexually harassed one of the extras working on the film there. And but no, it's a great <laughs> great comedy. Great Hollywood okay. insider comedy.
3: <laughs>
2: uh. For those fans of whitewashing, he's also in Aloha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't play a quarter Chinese character.
0: No, no, that like, would be Emma uh, Stone. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> he was good in The Hunt for Red October, by the way. That is a good movie. Uh, yeah. I have seen that in a while. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, next question. What actor was just all wrong for a role? Darren writes, Matt Damon in The Great Wall. He can't pull off European. Uh, Jason writes Keanu Reeves and Constantine because he isn't British, and Chris <laughs> writes Kevin Costner as
1: Robin Hood because he isn't British. A lot of UK people sticking with their uh, UK characters. Uh, I would throw in just off the top of my head because we're talking about Terminator Salvation. Christian Bale as John Connor. I was like, Yeah. I don't, I don't. When did John Connor become so aggressive? Yeah, that's. <laughs> It's called
2: Judgment Day, <laughs> Abe. <laughs> no, but I'll even piss you off too if you don't have
1: a million even, tons of sunblock. Even in T two, he's like portrayed. Even in the small time he's on the screen, he's portrayed as like a, a level headed dude, and that's, that's true. I just don't know. Like all the other movies, he's portrayed as like a, I don't know what, but. I don't know. My anyway. my biggest
0: problem was that he just he was too much a part of that story because I remember way before when John Connor was supposed to be like not a big character in that movie just more of like a presence because it's John Connor. But then when, oh, but yeah, then when yeah. Christian Bale signed on it's like, "Well, we have the biggest movie star in the world right now because it's Batman, so we might as well beef up the role." And so it really it made it made all it made that film have all the right choices or all, all the wrong choices. All the wrong choices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just it didn't work out. Um I would throw in uh, Sophia Coppola as Mary Corleone in the godfather 3 which was
1: oh I mean, good pick. there's a number
0: of reasons why just because they had winona Ryder and she backed out at the last minute so they had to like rush and get her but then she's just she's just not good in the movie and well that's not the sole problem of godfather 3 which i do think is a good movie by the way it's just you know you have two of the greatest movies and this one so it's like it's hard to it's, <laughs> it's hard to you know it's hard to make a perfect movie again uh, <laughs> which coppola was able to do like five times in the 70s um so it's it's just yeah she, she's a weak link in that film for sure.
1: And unfortunately no questions this week. by the way, I haven't seen any replies from Justin Weatherby in a while. So what's up with that? Come on Justin. He, I know I Justin know Weatherby.
2: I'm going to call him out from uh from other podcasts I've been on. Justin <laughs> Weatherby,
1: you need to you need to respond.
0: He gets on of <laughs> late, guys. I don't know why. He knows our show records at this time. Like he should be <laughs> gotta get out of these questions, bruh.
1: We're giving you a hard time, Justin, but we love you, man. Come on that's true a lot of love for you (laughs) all right let's
0: uh let's move on from that let's get to what what time is it that was feedback by the way that was feedback hold on oh yeah
1: feedback feedback, feedback. thank you
0: but now (laughs) jumping ahead what uh what what time what time is it
1: aaron i think it might be uh, time for a little fun game here fun fact that's actually the song that plays when Scarlett Johansson goes to go uh, visit a certain someone for tea. Smooth.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That was... Uh... I don't know if you remember that part.
0: Oh, I, I remember I, me, Mrs. Exposition when she comes out. <laughs> 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 that
1: was, of course... No, I was about your song. <laughs> that,
0: that was, of course, the improv theme for games. Uh, Abe, do you have a game for <laughs> us this week?
1: I do have a game for you guys. It's called Facts.
0: Ooh. Like in quotes?
1: world slash utopian future edition. Okay. So Uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm reading FAQs from IMDb. And if you know the movie that I'm talking about, then buzz in with your name and tell me the title of the movie. Of course, these clues will get easier as they go along. Uh, so if you don't know, then obviously one might just give it away. So, and uh-huh. you, fa- you found random facts from movies on IMDb's trivia page, and you're going to read those? And, uh, that's correct. That's
0: hilarious. Okay, go on. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, uh, again, these are for dystopian and near-future movies.
2: Last time I was yeah. on, I got zero right.
0: So I think you're uh, going to at least get one. I need to reduce it. you got to be fast on the buzzer. That's the key.
2: Yeah. I know. I
1: know. Fast or furious. I other? was
2: fast on the buzzer last time, but short on the answers. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. that that well i mean that could be a problem too all right let's see first question here uh why can't tyrell afford a real owl aaron aaron blade runner Yes, yeah, that's
0: right <laughs> tyrell corporation
1: <laughs> tyrell now yeah okay <laughs> and then the last question on that is is deckard a replicant
0: where are the, Ali. Are, yes <laughs> <laughs> wait are these trivia or uh, facts
1: Oh, no, these are the, oh, FAQs. FAQs. Okay, question.
0: I thought you said IMDb Trivia at some point, but all right.
1: No, 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 IMDb FAQs. Got it. They're okay. facts. All right. Yeah. All right, next one here. Why do the three children have grayish-looking hair and have wrinkles? Why, why do the children have... What? Hold on. Next one. What really happened in Neo Tokyo?
0: Oh, I see how this works. Okay, it's like my song game.
1: Yeah, okay. Got it,
0: all right. last one ali ali akira yeah, that's right. all that's right akira. i was waiting for the all next right, one three.
1: i always did wonder why those three children did have gray. Look- like they looked like they were not children is what it is and they're not <laughs> okay feels like you guys have the hang of it yeah now. yeah yeah okay next one here what is the human project
0: ali. ali children of men that's right yeah i
2: had a little unfair advantage on that one
1: and the, the last question in that series is, what is Children of Men about? <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's a frequently asked question. <laughs> like... <laughs> We're going to get to one of my favorite like FAQs uh, for this round uh, later. But okay. uh, anyway, next one here. Was this filmed in New York City? Oh, God. <laughs> um... <laughs> next, next part. How did the lions and deer get on the island? ali ali
2: um okay uh this (laughs) is um it's will smith and it is called Mm, with zombies (laughs) i'm
1: like on the edge of my seat
0: the um uh i i am legend
1: yeah, that's correct. <laughs>
0: I never thought about why there are lions and deer on the island. <laughs> I never thought about the fact that it's Manhattan, so that doesn't make that, much sense. Yeah,
1: there, there's like an answer. So I was like, well, you know, there were they they've, they've done migrations since, and I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but did man. they like
0: literally blow up the bridges in that movie though? So like, yeah, they did.
1: Yeah. There's also a question of like, how did she get on if, if it was like quarantined?
0: If there is there uh, a zoo in Manhattan, Ali?
2: There's a zoo, there's a, um, a Central Park zoo, but I don't think it has any lions or deer. <laughs> well, and that, It's super small,
0: it's got cockroaches. Not anymore, more after the and... zombies outbreak. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> Alright, this next one here. How did old Biff know how to use the time circuit? Aaron. Aaron. Uh,
0: I was going to say, what is? Uh, Back to the Future Part 2?
1: Uh, oh, yes, thank you, yeah, that's correct.
0: There's not a whole lot
1: of FAQs for that one that don't give away what the answer is. Uh, But that is a good question. How did he, you don't know how to power on the time circuits, power Misty Fusion, and go 88 miles per hour in order to travel back to 1955? That's a good question.
0: That's for Back to the Future Part 4 (laughs) to answer.
1: Please don't make that. (laughs) All right, next one here. Isn't this just a a ripoff plagiarism of 1984? Ali? Ali? That was pretty early. Are you sure? Uh, um, yeah, i Yeah, sh- I I
2: I have an idea too. I hit it. I hit it too early. Um, I'm gonna say Brave New World.
1: That is incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Um, Aaron. You want you you don't want me to give you another clue?
0: I'm going for it. I'm going for right? it. Is it Equilibrium?
1: Not Equilibrium. equilibrium. Ah! Here's here's the last question. This one's gonna go to me. But the last question is: What is the mask V is wearing, and what is its significance? Oh, oh yeah, these okay. <laughs> are Alright. Next one here. Is it in fact that song is in fact that song only playable if you have twelve fingers?
0: Ollie. Oli. Gattaca.
1: That's right. <laughs> Gattaca.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I haven't watched Gattaca in a while. That's a really good. Yeah, great score. Yeah, really good score. Yeah.
1: Alright, next one here. Is this in the same universe as Blade Runner?
0: Oli. Aaron.
1: Oh, you guys went in really early. All right. Uh, I heard uh, Ali first. Alien. That's incorrect. Oh, what? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Dr. Hidman kiss John? And the last one here was just really easy. How did the precog see Leo Crow's murder if the murder never ever happened? Aaron. Aaron.
0: <laughs> Minority report. <laughs>
1: Oh man, you guys jumped in really early on that one. Well, right. I think Alien is also in the same
2: universe because it's a whaling yutani Corporation. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. But I like
1: how this one was just like an FAQ for Minority. Bla- or for Minority Report. Like, why would it they? Was, ask it was going. That? It was.
0: It was going by the the Philip K. Dick rules, not the yeah. Ridley Scottiverse. Right. right. <laughs>
1: Next one here. Who built Tet and where is Tet using all this energy that it's gaining gaining from Earth? Tet. Next FAQ. How come it takes Julia 60 years to come back to Earth while Jack reaches the Tet with the bomb in, in a shorter amount of time?
0: Oh. Aaron. Aaron? Is it Interstellar?
1: Not right.
2: Oh, I. You do You gonna wait know for the last clue here? This. I do know this, and it involves Tom Cruise, I think. Maybe.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Where's the last clue? Did Oblivion take inspiration from the film Moon?
0: Sully. <laughs> <Ollie>, Oblivion. <laughs> Oblivion. <laughs> You, you should blank out the actual word of the title <laughs> if it's in is there. Fun. It's, like,
1: it's the last one.
0: <laughs> if you said "Did blank take from Moon?" though, you could easily still get that. <laughs> right. Also, another Gosh. movie with a great score, Oblivion.
1: Yeah, I love
2: that.
0: Score. Yeah, yeah, the M eighty three. Yeah, that's a great score. And just a great movie to watch. Like that's one that would be like, I watch that on the big screen. It's oh, it looks it's beautiful. Yeah, I like I like the movie in general. I think I mean it has its flaws, but I still I like that movie and it's a good one to just watch.
1: Agreed. All right, here. Uh, Second to last. Is Lewis really a guy in this one? What? (laughs) And is Ed209 in this one? Aaron. Aaron.
0: (sighs) Robocop 2?
1: That is incorrect. Ali with a steal? I'm
2: going to wait for the next question. The one that has the title of the movie. Is
1: this a remake or a reboot? Oh, um,
2: Robocop. I'm going to say, oh, okay, Ali, and I'm going to say Total Recall. It's just RoboCop. It's RoboCop like, 2014. Oh, it's Robocop. Yeah. That's
3: RoboCop. That's oh. a
2: it place. You
0: made it tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot that they made that movie. <laughs> that's what everyone else said in the world ever. That's why the question. <laughs> what is that's what Joel movie? that's what Joel Kinnaman said on Monday after that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, last one here. Uh, why were the people on the ship so overweight?
2: Ali, Aaron.
1: <laughs> I heard Ali.
2: Yeah, that is Wally.
1: That's very good. Yeah, and the last question I want to ask is: How did Wally retain his personality after being damaged and having his motherboard replaced?
2: Well, the ghost is retained in the shell.
1: Oh, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing a little bit of math here, it looks like Ali, you are the winner by yes. margin of. Okay, so, congratulations to you, sir. Victorious. That's really completed. Fast. Good job.
0: <laughs> That's like that's good. I like th- I like this game. I like these games. Yeah, this so is a good bro- one. It's yeah, really that's, good
1: that's fun. You guys jumped in a little early for some of them, but hey, you guys. Because
0: a- we have confidence. We're I, I will, right because we're men. I don't Because we're men. We gotta keep we moving, leave guys. The situation
2: <laughs> <of> any preparation. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was a good game, Abe. Thanks. Let's uh let's move on to real quick here. Let's get through some wrap up stuff. Uh, out now presents what's out now. These movies that are coming out on Blu Ray or DVD this week, and we got quite a week. Uh, first up is Rogue One, colon, a Star Wars story. Yeah, heard of it? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good one. Uh, more important, my favorite film of last year, Patterson, is now on Blu ray and DVD. Good things. Um, one thing to, I would recommend easily, because it was my favorite <laughs> film of last year um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Office Christmas Party. Uh, I heard mm-hmm. negative reviews. I laughed. S- uh, Scott laughed. We laughed. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> what? Um, That's like a very a sad poem, That's like a very sad haiku, Aaron. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, if it, it, it was like it's Christmas time and it's on TV, all right, I'll watch this. It was fun the first time. <laughs> TJ Miller's a riot in it. It goes a mm-hmm. long way. Uh, let's see something called "Don't Kill It," which I forget why I wrote down. Um, I'm sure it has. Oh, it's the it's the new Dolph Lundgren movie you guys are all waiting for. Oh wow! Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get a thunder in with Dolph Lundgren. That's what they say. Um, (laughs) And uh, lastly, uh, Punchline with Tom Hanks and Finding Forrester, because I wanted to say, you're the man now, dog, on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And now I've accomplished this. Those are now on Blu-ray this week. (laughs) So there you go. That's what's on. Now, let's move on to extremely cool. These are things that that are now streaming on Netflix. And uh, as I mentioned, a lot of things dropped on Netflix. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I will mention The Discovery. Um, this is the film of Jason Siegel, uh, yeah, Jason Siegel and, um, Rooney Mara. Uh, that was at Sundance and now it's on Netflix. Um, five came back. This is a three episode documentary series, um, that features interviews of Spielberg. Uh, I think Scorsese is involved, like a number of, you know, high profile directors all talking about, um, older directors who also went to world war two, um, which sounds fascinating to me about, you know, their experiences going into war and then coming back and continuing to make films. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I really want to check out. Uh, we mentioned before, 13 Reasons Why is now streaming on Netflix. That's a new 13-episode limited series. Um, and then, a number, number of other things, uh, Cool Runnings is now streaming on Netflix, nice. guys. Nice. One of the best sports movies of all time. Yeah. Um, certainly one of the tops. Double
1: the feature with uh, The Air of There, like I used to do back when I was uh, in 95 <laughs> or 98. You know what? I had both VHSs. Yeah. I, I record <laughs> on the same VHS, so that's why it was always a double feature. I, I had that one with Kevin
0: Bacon because I there.
1: illegally recorded it. Big guy behind him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, ha- I actually had it for some reason. So there you go. <laughs> it's not a good movie compared to Cool Runnings, but still, it exists.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I noticed the Carmichael show is now on Netflix, both the first two seasons. I saw that, yeah. uh, which um, I've not watched it. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I really want to watch it. And it has um, of Gerard Carmichael, a really good stand-up. It has the actor Lil Rel Harvey. Who's a stand-up who was in Get Out, who's the, the comedic relief in that film. Yeah. And I'm like, well, and and Dag, of course, uh, David Allegreer. David is, yeah. Yeah, he's he's great. So I do want like, why would I not out want to watch this? Even
1: show? though the, the movie was a kind of a mixed review, but the D train is also on Netflix. And if oh, you yeah. want to see uh James Marsden give uh performances that he's not playing I don't know what, I guess against type, but he's really good in, in like smaller roles. So I wanna shout out yeah. James Marsden.
0: And Jack Black
1: is the, yeah, the other he's star also in very the movie, good. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's one. And I noticed three movie, one movie, a, a series, is now on Netflix. And I want a to point series. out one, cause it, because I did, well, a, a trilogy of films. Of, although I didn't realize that there was a third movie, and here it is. An American Tale, The Mystery of the Night Monster, is streaming on Netflix. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know there was a third American Tale. No, I didn't. I, did, I, did, I didn't know, I didn't know there was. I didn't know this both the other ones are also on but you've seen those <laughs> I, I, so I want I want to personally recommend an American tale colon, the mystery of the night monster just because I really want to know what this is <laughs>
1: somebody review and tell us what it is about right on our Facebook page
0: yeah, our listeners have kids. Surely they'll want to watch a movie about a mouse doing stuff with a night monster. That sounds like some weird thing out of a Solid Sunny in Philadelphia. But yeah, go on. Go with that.
2: Oh, I'm going to request a out now commentary on that. Oh.
0: Oh, oh, oh you're getting into sacred territory. The <laughs> <laughs> sacred territory. <laughs> All right, but that's extremely cool. Uh, next week's show. Next week, I don't know yet um i think i think we might uh scale it back to some kind of recap on maybe some smaller films that have come out over the past few weeks i know uh, what's it zach braff's directed uh going in style featuring michael kane alan arkin arkin and morgan freeman comes out i don't know if we're going to give that a full review i don't even know if i'm going to see it this week but yeah, um...
1: i mean like you know colossal comes out in limited release so i'm sure like, it might just be a bunch of small stuff that we that is either on netflix like uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore which we talked about when when folks talked about uh was it sundance or uh-huh, not sundance yeah. but I don't know some some no, small... that was sundance so that was the that was the audience winner at sundance yeah, yeah. so we are just to like, do a, an indie wrap up or something like that yeah we'll f- figure
0: something out uh but last thing we do here what should people go and see now and what do you plan to see next Ollie, what should people see in theaters right now
2: oh that's a good question um um i mean my, my the next movie i plan to see is colossal okay um, okay uh, so
1: um, I guess wait for that to come out. Right, Ape. Uh, I definitely, I mean, like from from what we just said about Ghost in the Shell, it doesn't sound great, but at the same time, I do want people to support it, just because 19 million is very weak, and there's so much visually that is very good about it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of hindrances as well. Um, but uh, also weirdly, I'd say if you haven't seen the Power Rangers movie yet, and you're a fan of the Power Rangers movie or Power Rangers the TV show, go see Power Rangers and uh <laughs> next is uh either going in style or uh probably a whole bunch of other stuff on netflix i am um i would say get out because again
0: it's really good still out yeah we'll it's still look, out still people in it too they're like it was it wasn't like super crowded, but it was like oh, there's people it's you know it's like in it's sixth week with release or whatever and it's still people that like go to see this movie so good on it cool. um i'd certainly say kong because i'm a big kong fan and honestly, you know, life is not great, but I do, I do admire what life's doing enough to be like, you should see this on a big screen if, it's, if you can find it. You you've seen everything else. Like, that's, yeah. that's not bad at all. Um, and yeah, next I'm seeing Gifted, the new Mark Webb-directed uh, film. Okay. Um, so I'm look looking forward to that one. The, oh, well. the word of
2: mouth on Get Out is, is amazing. I think a lot of people are just discovering it
0: now just through word of mouth. No. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, that's why it's held up so strong.
1: First. There's actually still a lot of showtimes for it too at the theaters well, yeah, around cause, me. Well,
0: because it yeah it came out in you know February and since then we've gotten Logan, Beauty and the Beast, Power Rangers, Kong, like a ton of movies. That, like big movies yeah. have come out, yeah. so it's like it's holding it's holding it's, it's, you know, it's holding strong here. Yeah. But um, with that said, uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. About now with her and Abe, you can find more of my work on my personal blog thecodezeek dot You can find our movie. All my movie reviews there. You can also find me on Twitter
1: at Aaron's PS4. Abe. Follow me on Instagram, Oakley Doakley, and Twitter.com slash Robert Smoose. Hashtag, which parts of Murphy's body remain retained in this version? That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the FAQs for RoboCop. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Alima Metu, where can people find more of your work online?
2: I'm on Twitter at Alima2. I also uh, have a website, Brain Knows Better, where I talk about psychology and science fiction. got a YouTube channel called The Psych Show. And if you're in New York City this Friday, I'm doing a Nerd Night talk on how to not destroy ourselves. Uh, lessons learned from science fiction. So uh, if you're into this stuff, come
1: and we'll be, we'll be talking sci-fi. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah.
0: You can find all the other episodes about
1: Now Fair and Abe on iTunes as well as on Audio Boom. Well, similar to our old episodes of the Th- or, uh, I'm sorry, Podomatic, uh, HHWLED, and also SoundCloud. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast
0: at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Ghost in the Shell or anything else we discussed this week.
1: Right on our wall, facebook.com slash or tweet us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast.
0: And feel free to send us hilarious GIFs of people overreacting to things over at outnowpodcasts.tumblr.com. <laughs> uh, Ollie, thank you very much for <laughs> thank joining you, Ollie. us this week. Oh, thanks for having me. Um,
2: regardless of the film, it was awesome talking to you both about it.
1: Oh, thanks. Well, thank
2: you. Yeah.
0: We, we like to provide a safe space for people to <laughs> talk about movies. But, um, no, a Dinner, lot of fun out. as always. Yeah. 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 Yeah, good to good to have you back on as always. Good to, you know, we'll get you on in the future, of course, as well as plenty of things that we could probably talk about coming up. That's true. But uh yeah, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. So until next time when we talk about whatever, that's gonna do it. So until then, so long.
1: And goodbye.
0: Live long and prosper.
1: Is this concept uh, that you're talking about, like, what is this ghost in the show? I'm expecting like a dude in a white sheet, I'm expecting Casey <laughs> Affleck, uh, but uh, no, I mean, they, they streamline it so much that it does that's take a, away from such a
0: good joke. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for the delayed laugh, I appreciate it.